Back to the other edition of that comedy podcast. I am your host, D. Six out of ten. All right, DJ Marcus back in the building one more good time with my boy Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to people. Hello, people. (laughs) This is the the Voices Lost cast. (laughs) We are also joined this week by Miss Candace August. Candace, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to see you well, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you very much. As, as, our, as our live uh, audience will understand, we are recording on a different day of the week this week. Yes, we are. We are recording on a Friday because uh, DJ Marcus had a little bit of an illness, but he's back okay. At least okay for now. Uh, but we'll get more into that. it was not the 1-9, allegedly. It, is, it was not the 1-9. <laughs> It may have been Zakashi six nine. I got I snitched on some people, so I got a, I got a little bit under underweather. Oh man, we're gonna end on that and a whole lot more. We got a special guest gonna join in at some point during the show this week. Mr. Dude in the corner. Gonna join us a little later in the show, but we're gonna have some fun, man. Joey LaFaro. Yeah. It has been a week and a half since the Dot Comedy Podcast was on the air, man. Yeah, it's been a bit longer than usual. And so how was your week and a half? Was it a good week and a half? It's the first Okay, the first half ha- week, we, the first point seven five of a week. Okay, was really good. I did some stand up. <laughs> well, it's it's a week and a half, and so then it's point seven five, two point seven fives, make a one point seven, one point five. So okay, uh, the uh, the first the first the first three quarters mm-hmm. of the uh, of the of the of the six quarters. <laughs> Six quarters of the week. It's okay, all, there's a lot of math. Doing this much math. You, you're doing too much math. I, I know, I know. I'm trying to think of a better way to explain. This is it. that new math that first, don't make no sense. The no first math. half of the week and a half. Okay. Was uh, was awesome. I did I did stand up. Went well. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I saw uh, Alex at uh, at the Ugly Mug. The big black star was in the building. He was actually in the building. Uh, so that was cool. Got to perform with him. Got to perform with him, Haywood, and Al Williams. Oh, those are buddies at the Pat Comedy Podcast, man. Those are friends of ours, it friends was, of mine. It was a super chill night, um, so that was fun. Uh, did uh, did some more hosting at, at Nottingham's. That, that happened. <laughs> um, I I was really happy with the set I did until I had a comic go up after me. Okay. That instead of doing her material, uh-huh. proceeded to tell me the ways in which she felt seen by my material. Okay. And that made me want to burn my set. <laughs> yeah, well, I can understand that. Because you have a, you have a, a, a tumultuous relationship at best with, uh, with the whites. I said it once, I'll say it again. White women are the devil. Um, they just ruin things. And uh, this, th- like this one was trying to say that that uh, trying to say that oh like cause I make my jokes about being off white because uh, mm-hmm. I have a droplet of something non non white in the mix and yeah. got I, that olive, very, got that olive in there yeah and I admit that and I admit that it's not all that different but like she wouldn't tell us what the droplet was so I question <laughs> I question the whole premise and then she's like oh sometimes I want to let people know but I don't know how to. 
I want to know I under like no no bitch. I didn't say I understand anything because of it. I'm just telling you what my experience is. Don't go make this something it's not. This is not an excuse for you to say some ignorant shit to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Very true. And they because they like to do that. They yeah. they they love to especially white white female liberals, they have the tendency to do that more than anybody else. Yes. Uh I've I've learned I've learned over the last especially since Hillary ran for president that uh White women just just don't understand anything. Don't like, get it. They don't get it. They don't get it. They 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 are like a half a step away from being mentally retarded. Some of them. Like, wow. Some of them. Some of them. I said some. I said are you some. trying to get us canceled? Canceled by who? Them, Whoever. White women. The they. <laughs> see white. See the thing is, white women don't cancel you. They send somebody else. Like they send the gays. If you notice, I will never, I have never once in the entirety of that comedy podcast spoken ill of the gays. I will well, not. You better, you better not. You I have nothing. They, can, they, they tried to cancel Dave. They tried to cancel. They tried to cancel Friends. And Friends was the gayest show on TV. They said they didn't have any gay cast members and they felt underrepresented. And I was like, wait. They didn't have any black cast members Thank either, you. or any Latino cast members. They didn't have a lot of anything. Yeah, they they, well, they have a lot was, of nothing. It was because it took place in New York, and you know white people think New York's all white. <laughs> true, true. And that's the thing that made it even more ludicrous, right? Because it took place in like one of the most diverse cities in our country, and they still just had all white people. But the thing that the thing they did on on Friends to make it like all the better was they took the premise of of, of Living Single, which is a group and of and made yeah. it white people. Mm-hmm. But then said, hey, you know what? Since they have an all-black show, we'll keep this all-white show, and then everybody will care. Because for the entire run of Friends, no one paid attention to the simple fact that this was an all-white show. I don't think they had it. <laughs> no, do you remember when Ross dated Aisha uh, Tyler? Aisha, yeah, and that was like a huge thing. They were like, oh, a black person on the show. And I was like, do y'all not see the problem? That this is such a huge thing that this one black person is on the show. I don't remember it, that it episode. Like they missed it. It was a it was a long arc. It was like three episodes. I don't remember that arc. She was a she was a um, paleontologist at the museum, and she dated uh, Ross. Dated Ross. I, I feel like I would have remembered that, but yeah. I also stopped watching that show because it was stupid. Yeah, I mean, it, it had its points. <laughs> There's another one too that doesn't make sense. Shameless, which is one I love. That show it was so good. But it was set on the south side of Chicago, and it had almost a completely white cast. And I'm like, how realistic is that? The south side of Chicago, and it's all white people? Okay, like, now, here's the problem with that that um, statement you just made. South side of Chicago <laughs> is predominantly white. No, it isn't. I looked no, up the demographic. No, it was like 75% black. Not true. That part, of, that part of the south side where they are, because I actually looked into it deeper. Like where they where they say it takes place at in the South Side. Oh, like their specific section that, of that the section South Side? of the South Side is all white. If you go across the train tracks, literally in this in this area South Side Chicago, that's where all the yeah. black people are. There's a lot of areas <laughs> like like if you look at Towson, interesting. It's yeah. integrated, but it's not like yeah. it's not it's not segregated, but it's not integrated. Like yeah. you don't see mixed anything. It's just pock. It's like a j- the pockets are of 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 different 
colors are, are adjacent. adjacent to yeah, each other. No, yeah. It's like a checkerboard. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Where there's black people and white people in this section, but they live one on each side, like not yeah. together, but together. Yeah. Like they can't, they can't physically live on the same side of the street, but they can, they can say they got a diverse neighborhood. They're not, they're right. Not, okay. They're not okay, ready to, yeah. they're not ready to cross, uh, cross yeah. Mary yet. Yeah. They're not, they're not ready to come, come across the street and say hi, but they know, Hey, stay over there. We stay over here. It's good. Yeah, okay. I lived right. on, I lived on that street when I lived in Baltimore. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, but it, it's it. Uh, racism's weird, man. Like, like, Candace, you're in an interracial relationship, as yeah. it were. You, you, you the, the young man that gave you all those diamonds. He, he, he's got some some money because he's Arab, and, and <laughs> so it's. I mean, he's he's, oh, he's Indian. 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 My bad. My bad. I, you know, <laughs> you're fucking up already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, it, Joey's in an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I, I had a thought the other day. I think you're the only one on the show who is not in an interracial relationship. You're damn right I'm not. You're damn right I'm not. I, I stick with my people. I tell you in a heartbeat, my people are beautiful. I ain't having, I ain't having nothing but black babies. If I slip okay. up and have a kid, they're going to be black, black. Blackity black. <laughs> I ain't going to be slipping up in these streets and have all these mixed mulatto babies running around looking all crazy. But it got to be mulatto. Because it would <laughs> definitely be a white woman I slipped up in. I know how, I know me. I know okay. me. I done looked at enough porn in my life to know that it'd be a white woman that I it's, accidentally bust off. It would be a minute, it, too. It would be a pog? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely be a pog. pog? It would be a fat-ass white girl. <laughs> I was they thinking, are the best, goddammit. I was thinking short short stripper. Like I was, Oh, oh, she's going to be a stripper? She's she going to be about 4'2", and she's going to be a stripper. All, that doesn't exist. Strippers are tall. They have to straddle people. Not the ones at the strip club I go to. Not, I got a midget that I love. She is my baby. Not the one that he's going to mess up are, with. Oh, okay. Yeah. And strippers are generally not short. It's from, not about general. That's the whole point. Yeah. If he's going to make yeah. a mistake, it's going to be special. It's, it's special. He's going he's gonna to see that, that snack that hits the spot. <laughs> Okay. All right. Oh man, that, I like that, that joke worked on multiple levels. That's, that's <laughs> and I didn't intend it. Didn't intend it to be that way. Oh man, but yeah, man. So it, it, I've never actually thought about being in an interracial relationship. So I did have a question for two. Okay. So what is it about? Okay, I'll start with Joey. Okay. Okay. What is it about white women that you don't like, other than them being the devil? I mean, that's you just took away. Other the main than reason. being a devil, good lord! Because because throughout history, throughout the history of of life, white women have caused more suffrage and and anger and strife than any race of people on earth, race or gender. And I mean, I'm including all of them: the LGs, the Bs, the Qs, the Is, the Ps, the LMNOs, and all them others. Not the LMNOs. You being extra offensive today? Okay, so what is it about? <laughs> You're damn right. I took I took one of them. Uh, what is that? Z packs. So <laughs> I don't know. Can y'all can y'all please put me on the screen? Thank you. You are. You're, you're, no, it says dot comedy on the front. Screen. That's the main screen that's in front of us. You're on the live feed that you can see. Oh, oh, okay. Y'all used to put me on that screen. That yeah, says you, dot you have more real screen real estate. Than yeah, before. you're actually taking up more yeah. real estate than you used to. Uh, we, oh, cool! I made us small. You are actually the the largest screen that is there on the feed. You actually you're taking up more than a us. third of the screen because it's two of us taking up one third. All right, so I'm there confused. What was your question? So why don't you like white women? I'm just not attracted to white women. That's okay. just it. It's not. 
That's wow. just it. All right. I'm just not anymore. Like I, I, I had, I have in the past, but I kind of just kind of grew out of that. Mm-hmm. Why not Asian women? Because I know white guys love Asian women. Because that's not listen. White guy, Asian woman is not an interracial couple anymore. <laughs> it's not. Like, it doesn't yeah, count. That's more like the standard. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring in an expert on this subject. Dude in the corner. <laughs> Dude in the corner understands. Hello, Mr. D- corner. I okay. How, <laughs> um, how am I going to refer to you this? Mr. The corner. Mr. The corner. <laughs> can he hear us? Doesn't sound like he can hear us yet. Dude. Dude. Can you hear us? Testing, testing. One, two, three. That's why you got to log in before nine so we can yep. do all of this. Yep. Can't hear us. Can, wave your hand if you can hear us. I don't think he can hear nope. us. He can't hear us. Okay. And he's not talking, right. so we can't hear him. Well, we can continue our conversation yes. until he gets in. All right. So, so okay. I understand completely, Joey. Um, Candace. Yes. Black men. Mm-hmm. Why you ain't give us a shot? That's not true. That's absolutely not true. So me not dating black men is is less or not at all about me like not liking them and more about them not liking me. Not like you for what? What the fuck? Which one? Um, Which nigga need his ass whooped? Which nigga need his ass beaten? (laughs) (laughs) I just think that I'm very um, just like the kind of things that I like to do then you know, just the I don't I guess I don't have similar interests and similar lifestyle maybe to black men or and I, I maybe I'm not their expectation of like mm-hmm. how they want their women to act or behave or what I don't know. Um I just I, it's not about me not liking them. Um well in some cases it is, but I just think for the most part it, it's it's the other way around. Okay. All right. Well, damn. Wasn't expecting that response. Like, have you noticed, like, every commercial now? Al Williams pointed this out to me the other day. But, uh-huh. but pretty much every every commercial now is white guy, black woman. Yes. Because they're, they're trying to hit hit the, the large-scale demographic, like, hit that wide shot. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they can do that with that combo. But black guys been dating busted white women for years, and they ain't tried that before. Because that, that stirs up too many. People get too in their feelings about that. <laughs> For some reason, that's more alienating. Like, like you know that that white men are gonna feel some type of way about that, and black men are going. Sorry, are, and black women, black women are gonna feel some type of way. It's about funny, that. black women and white men are the two that they seem to be wanting to pair together, but they hate the other, the opposite of that, with the passion. If you ever see like how I they think, the snares think, that they get off of that type of it, shit, it, I think it was that way for it, a long time. Oh, it is. It's not. There's. There's a. No, it's, it's split. always white man, black woman. It's never black dude, white woman. They right. don't. They would never do that. Well, they, America would be in an outrage. So here, a, here's. A, here's what it was. <laughs> I think dude can hear. Can you hear dude us now? Can dude can hear us now. But we. Yeah. Oh, there you <laughs> yeah, go. Now we can hear you. Yeah, we can okay. hear you now. All right. <laughs> Jump in whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> she Sorry. said that when she said that dude's eyes blew up five times. He was like, "Huh?" Yeah. We're just we're just here being highly offensive as always. Feel free to join in. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, that's I, right up my alley. I don't know how we even got on this topic because I I wasn't done telling you about the uh, the the week the week that was. Yes, 
there's you, some, there's some, there's well, you more. mentioned white women, and then that 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 sparked me in my head. You know how my my, my mind works that way. Um, Every everything that I already told you is the reason why you want to answer. I already told you why. Like uh, all of that shit is exactly why I'm done with them. Okay. All right. All right. Well. well okay. So I, I got to figure out how to. How I to feel s- so seen by by what you said, and like, did she say it like that? I went, Basically, throwing something okay, at first her. of all, that was a compliment. She was she connected to your material. Yeah, don't that's do that. The, that's the whole thing that you want to be on stage is relatable. And she was telling you that you were. So what's the problem? Because she did it during her set instead of doing jokes. <laughs> it was just oh weird. <laughs> don't talk to me during your set. Do do the do sh- your mi- do, do your, your material. Show, stop hitting on me. <laughs> Are you saying that because you weren't attracted to her? Right. No. If somebody hot, you would be fine with this. No. I'm, I, when, I'm, when I'm hosting a show, I feel the ownership of the show, and I want the show to go well. Also, dude, what you missed was she tried to take my the set I did that she felt seen by and use it as an excuse to do fuck shit. And, and I was not okay with that. Like She mis- misinterpreted what I was saying and then, and then said something else. That was problematic in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like where she went with it, and it made me hate my own work. Wow. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Like you ever say something? You ever say something, and then like someone jumps in, but you don't like like the, you don't like your allies. Yeah. 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 That's exactly this. Yeah. This is what she did. <laughs> that's what yeah. she did to you. So instant, like the whole thing. I mean, I don't, and I also like I do like my half my sets about my relationship. So if you're coming at me. I don't you say relationship or relationships with relationship. Okay. He only talks about his current relationships because he uh, his past ones bring him heartbreak and pain. This is true. Uh, he, Mostly. He, the material comes from heartbreak and pain. Though. Yes, it does. Not for Joey. Joey can only talk from a happy place. Happy. Pain and, and anger. Those two things definitely make good material. Uh, I go into a weird introspective like like counselor space when I do that and it's never funny everyone's just like that was inspirational but not funny at all and they're like get out of my face this is not what I came here for I don't want to feel I don't want to feel like there's hope for tomorrow make me laugh now (laughs) (laughs) oh man so so what else happened this week Joe I went to uh, I went to go support a friend from CPMMA Uh, by the way all of the guests on the Dot County podcast are brought to you by the CPMMA Fight Line. That's right, the Fight Line. Brought to you by C- College Park MMA, where you can get your kicks on Route 1. That's right, your kicks, as in kicking someone's ass, on Route 1, thanks to CPMMA. Uh, I got to watch uh, the King of the Cage champ, Pianchi Zimmerman, take the title from some white dude in Buffalo. I don't know his name. It didn't matter. He was choked out in two rounds. There you go. Uh, and all the white people were mad about it. It was an awesome weekend. I got to, uh, but I drove up. Uh, we took my car because uh, we were driving through the mountainous areas to get to Buffalo. Okay. And we had uh, half the vehicle were was white, so or was black. So we were like, actually, yes, that was it. It was it was it was, it was, it was, it was half black, half white. It was, it was half Italian, half black. So, <laughs> so we're going through these areas that were uh, risky. And uh, we just figured it's better to take a Subaru because they're just gonna the cops are just gonna assume it's lesbians. Yes. And I said that on the way up, and lo and behold, later we had to go print out our tickets to the fight out of Kinkos, and what pulls up a Subaru full of lesbians? Full of, lesbians. of course it was. <laughs> 
So because that's who drives Subarus. Oh, it's it's all planned out. Um, we uh, but we had to stop. We ended up like fucking up and ended up on the wrong highway. Mm-hmm. Like we end up in like the the area that his that one of the guy's friends said like don't go there. Uh, oh wow! And we ended up having to stop for gas. So I pull over and I look and we're, like the first thing I see is a Tops, which is like apparently like a grocery store with a gas station in it. Okay. And I look and we're, we're like, all right, fuck it, we'll just go quick. And then I look and there's like a whole Duck Dynasty gets out of the car, like 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 just the, the, it was like like five of them. And I was like, nope, we're not getting gas here. <laughs> I'm gonna go to a smaller gas station where the numbers are in our favor because I was the smallest dude in the car. Okay. Out of four guys. So, like, as long as there's only, like, one racist, we can outnumber them and get gas and then leave before the before the biker gang gets rallied. Gotcha. I got you on that one. So, that that all went well. So, this is halfway through the weekend. Feeling good. Went to Got to try out Anchor Bar, the original place of Buffalo Wings. Went there. Went there. Went to Niagara Falls. Went there. Had an awesome weekend. Did you go to Casino? Uh, the... Uh, the- there's a uh, Indian casino right next to Niagara Falls. That's that's where the fight was. Okay. Oh, okay. We cool. So um, that all was great, and then the second half hit, and basically, so first I'm watching the Giants Dallas game, and all the Giants players get hurt. All yes. of them get hurt, and then I get home and find out that my grandmother's in the hospital with pneumonia. Then you call me sick, and then my other uh then my uh coach uh, josh who was on a few weeks ago mm-hmm. has to go to the hospital for uh to have his finger looked at and I'm like why is everyone around me injured and died <laughs> so so was little, that's what i was saying the first the first you know first half of the week and a half was was great the second half was eh, stressful Just touch a go touch a go yes oh my goodness i i yeah i had a bad week this week was i haven't, I haven't been sick like that in a long time like normally, normally I get I get a little cold, a little head cold, and I'm, I move on quick because I work all the damn time. So, but this time it knocked me on my ass. Uh, my back was hurting, my mm. freaking lungs were full, and I was just dying inside, laying in my bed. So, did you or did you not have pneumonia? I did have pneumonia. Okay. Yes, but you I had walking one nine. Marcus admitted it wasn't the one nine. If I had the one nine, I would admit I had the one nine, and I'd still be on quarantine, and I wouldn't be going back to work on Monday. I would say, I would tell the world if I got COVID nineteen, I will say it on the podcast today. If I get COVID nineteen, everybody gonna know because I ain't going to work. Mm. Fuck that shit. This is ridiculous. I will stay in the house happily. This would have been a remote ass episode. It would be the remotest episode. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So I so I stayed I stayed in the house, kind of just recuperated. Doctor gave me a whole bunch of muscle relaxers and uh, and I and uh, antibiotics, and I, that worked out very well. Just help me sleep. Hmm. Um, I found out that if I lay on one side of my body, my body rejects me laying on that side. So like if I lay on my right side, like facing facing the right, uh, my body shuts down. So like I can't breathe out of both nostrils. That's interesting. And I have to open my mouth to breathe, but then I get cotton mouth, so I think I'm choking. It is the worst feeling in the world when I'm laying when I when I went to sleep this past. That 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 was the same experience we had at the motel we stayed at because they gave us prison mattresses that were made of hard steel, <laughs> like they were springs, but they didn't spring. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then I think they were on top of filing cabinets because when you laid down, they went bum. <laughs> Oh, what kind of damn re- I don't know. Stay in? It was $70 a person. Oh, my God. Y'all could have stayed at the, at the freaking... Let me, let me know next time you're up there. I'll, I'll get, get you my uh, 
my rate for the the Marriott that's up there. Yeah, and in, in, in retrospect, Air Airbnb was not the way to go. No, that's no. You gotta go. You Unless you're going to the Canadian side, then it's lovely. Yeah, lovely. Oh man. So anything that happened to you this weekend? Yeah, um couple things. I damn it, I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about and now I can't think of it. Oh, I had a uh Somebody got snippy with me at an open mic. That was fun. Wait, what? Somebody um, got um, snippy with you? Snippy. Yeah, just one of the <laughs> one of the female comics that was just oh. jealous and jealous. Yeah, is there um, a fight? Yeah, no, 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 no. She just like, she. <laughs> I heard something completely jealous. different. Like she wasn't even anybody for me to even be concerned about. Like she's like super local, doesn't do any road gigs, you know, stuff like that. So, but I just thought it was funny. Um, I thought you else? said someone was sleeping with you at an open mic, and I was very confused. <laughs> well, I was like, I thought you left those days behind you. <laughs> thought you left those days behind when you got that no, ring. It's not at all. It's not at all that serious. Um, my sister and my nieces came and surprised me, so that awesome. was fun. I didn't know they were coming. They came down, mm-hmm. and uh, what else? Oh, I watched both Clickbait and Squid Games. And the Dave Chappelle special in the past week. So we have to talk about either one or all three of those. Oh, we're definitely talking about the Chappelle we're, we're special. We're talking about the Chappelle special. That'll be that'll be in uh in one of our segments a little later on in the show. Um I did get Did a, you guys watch Squid Game? I got I did well, I watched Squid Game. Did you uh, I've seen some clips. Okay, okay. Uh, before we move forward, how am I going to refer to you this episode, Mr. Dude in the Corner? Because uh, I keep wanting to go, hey, Mr. Dude, how, do you, how was you? And then I go, hey, Mr. Corner. And I don't want to do that. That sounds retarded. Should I just call yeah, you Dude I'm, in the Corner? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, or Dude or, dude. you know. All right. Yeah, that All right, That's what I want to make sure. Big Lebowski. Uh, I've never seen that movie, but... <laughs> I'm gonna act like I did. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be excluded. Nah. <laughs> it's a good, it's a decent movie yeah, for the most part. I've, I've watched bits and pieces of it. I'm not gonna be the guy who goes, "Oh yeah, you gotta see it. I can't believe it." No, it's no, not that it's good. Not, it's not that good. I'm not gonna. It's be, just one of those cult classics that you should see because there are gonna be a lot of references to it all the time. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a late person. Like I think I saw Scarface in like 2003. Okay. You saw it more recently. What are you doing? You saw it. I still haven't, so you're good. Yeah, you saw it well well before I did. Really? And you saw it way before. Every time the way people talk about it makes me not want to see it because they act like it was this great thing that happened. I mean it was of its time, but you're not seeing it until two thousand twenty two, maybe. So of course you're not gonna get the full impact of it. But it's amazing. It's like Al Pacino at his finest. Al Pacino on cocaine. Do I need Yes? Yes, Michelle Pfeiffer also on cocaine. Like it just was awesome. And I ain't gonna hold you. Like Tony Montana, like he showed you how to really do cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was, it's a, a rags to riches story. He's super smart. He's a hustler. Like so, it, it's a JOI it video for cocaine. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, it is. <laughs> it has the love story. It has the the success story as far as the business side. It has everything. He's an immigrant that comes from Cuba. I've He's been... in like a fucking concentration camp at first. It's amazing. All, right, all of it. All right. it has I like. You need. Hold on a second. I like how she is. She is. She is romanticizing this fucking movie. Uh, this movie is about a drug dealer who made a lot of money and died. 
Yeah. <laughs> just just so we're prepared. Just so you're like, it was but the love story in the middle, and then the and then the rise, and then the fall. The it's like no. It's one of those movies. The, the richest story. It has a political under underlying as well. It has a lot. What do you mean? Here's the thing. It's one of those movies that I've heard so much about and seen so many clips and seen so many parodies of that I feel like at this point You know it. I know it yeah. enough that it's like I'm not excited about it. If you play Grand Theft Auto Vice City, you know uh <laughs> I've played those games. <laughs> you know you know the movie. And that, that's the thing. You play if you play those games and you and you if you done and you watch any any like Mob movies from the eighties and nineties, you know the and you know the references already. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you oh, listen to nineties rap, you oh yeah, much yeah, know because yeah. it's a reference. That's the thing. Pop culture movies like Big Lebowski or or Scarface, you just need to watch them so you can have that frame of reference in your Rolodex because you're going to hear it referred to all the time. You're going to hear people say, "You can get the yayo." You're going to hear people say, "You know, the world is yours." Like all this stuff that is from the movie. It's just like it's part of pop culture, so you're still? missing the references if you haven't seen it. It's not now because that's the thing. Because <laughs> remember, we were born like in the late. In, the boat on it. We were born in the late 1900s. So that's what I was told by uh, some millennials. I was like, "What the hell you mean? I was born in the late 1900s." She was like, "Yeah, you know how you'll say you'll say turn of the century. That's when you were born. You were born at turn of the last century." It's like, no, bitch, that was 37 years ago. I felt all of that when <laughs> so we were at the museum today. Yeah, we did. We, and oh, I realized some of the stuff they had in there, I've used. Yes, I don't like it when there's things that I <laughs> my hands have touched in, in my in lifetime museums. are in behind the glass case. <laughs> like what? Uh, like a beeper? An Apple computer. There's cell phones in there. They have original cell phones in there. The Apple computer. They have. Uh, they had a roll a rotary phone. And I was like, I had a rotary phone in my house. I used what museum is this? The American History Museum. The, mu- the museum of a rotary phone is already made it into the American it's History. It's the Smithsonian museum? museum of white people shit. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what they need to call it because because they 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 did the fun thing of to make to make it feel palatable for white people. I guess uh, they they made a corner for slavery. And that's all they no, mentioned man. about blacks. Everything <laughs> else was about how great business and innovation was. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of what it was used for or what it resulted in. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, if we weren't for Sam Gale Colt, we wouldn't have had all this industrial stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, they had a fun, uh, they had a fun uh, cre- uh, choose your own adventure board that was there that just basically took you down the women's suffrage movement up until women lost their job to immigrants. Uh, over and over again. Textile mill. She lost her job to immigrants in every scenario. Like she never, no, this woman never got beyond poverty because of the immigrants. This is what they kept wanting. To, they want to push that home for everybody. Oh, it was hilarious because basically <laughs> that whole thing with the they took our jobs in Mexico. They've already done that with with the Irish in the nineteen. Oh yeah, it was exactly the same. But thing. Then, like, just like they're gonna do, just like they're gonna do with uh, the Asians. And with the Hispanics, they're going to make them white in about five years. Oh, we years. didn't remember. We didn't, we didn't look then, into to Zing the Prospector. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Zing the Prospector and the guy that sold China goods. Mm. 
it, it's, it's such a weird racist. The Smithsonian's more racist than people give it credit for being. Um, it's a lot of history behind it, but again, it's the most racist it's building. A, it's low key racist. Low key. It's, like, it, it, it's all it's all underhanded, so you cannot call it racist. Yeah, but it is. Because I wanted to take Joey to the the African American History Museum and the Advancement of Colored People, um, but they were they weren't open today. Or something. They weren't. I still haven't been to that museum. When it first, when I was still in DC, is when it first opened, and you had to like get, get tickets online for, yeah. four months in advance or some shit. Like, <laughs> and I never was able to get it. it. Can you just walk up and go in now? Or are they still doing that? You can thing? if you get there by eight fifteen in the morning. Wow. Still. Yeah. If you get that, because they they do the passes, but the passes are all blocked for the rest of the year. So you got to get there early in the morning to get time passes for the day. That's amazing because it's been like what five years now, and it's still like that. Oh yeah, I mean, but they they had they they were gonna stop it right before COVID hit. So okay. once COVID hit, it gave them the chance to. It, well, it it gave them the the idea to keep it going because they're like, well, let's limit how many people are coming in and out. Right now that at, yeah, now that all I, these, I never was, I never was lucky enough to get any tickets. Okay, well, next time you're in town, Candace. I will take you and Joey and your interracial partners to the to the museum where you can see black people suffering. We had this so plan. That can, so that you can look at all the suffering we went through and then go, you know what? I don't need to be in this relationship. I need to find myself a black person to love me and hold me so they know all the strength and problems that I've gone through and the struggles. But then you probably won't do it. It's just that simple. I know pe- I know people. People don't. Like I have that. a lot of black people who know me and love me. They're called my family members. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love you. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, oh, so so, dude, how, uh, what have you get? Did you get into anything this week? Anything special happened to you this week? Uh, yeah, a couple special things happened. Uh, the weekend I watched the Tyson Fury fight. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. We, I didn't watch the fight, but I heard that. Uh, that uh, Tyson, uh, that uh, was that Wilder. Wilder guy's ass kick again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was. Oh, hadn't he previously won every single fight by knockout until until now? No, no. Um, I think he went to decision twice, mm-hmm. and okay. one of the decisions was a draw against Tyson Fury. Yeah. So he, oh, okay. He was like a knockout artist. Right? Was yeah. that again? But other than that, he won most of his fights by knockout, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Am I yeah. thinking of the right person? Yeah. No, that's the right. Both of them did, don't they? Both of them have. I think I think that's that's why I was that's why they wanted those two to fight. Because they were they, they both had such good records and they were knockout kings. So. The first the first one I think was a draw and a lot of people thought that Wilder should have won it. And then the second I, one it was it was the other way around. Oh, like, was? I mean, I guess it was split down the middle. Some people most people I talked to at work felt like Fury won every round. And Wilder only won the rounds that he scored knockdowns in mm. on the first fight. Okay, but the the rematch he knocked him out in the third fight, like yeah. he knocked him, knocked him out. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, boxing boxing hasn't had that much. I don't, I don't, I'm not a prestige guy on boxing. It was weird. I don't like, pay enough attention to it as, as I should. So after, so after, I remember I went. To, that was the same night that the uh, that the King of the Cage was. Yeah. So I'm watching UFC style fights for the last two hours, and now we're gonna go watch the Tyson Fury fight down in the casino pit because they only had it on one screen by the sports betting thing. Yeah, that's probably that's usually about right, about right. And it was like anticlimactic in so many ways. 
Like the yeah. entrances were more played up, but the fighting <laughs> was like, come on. Yeah. That's the best thing about boxing matches is the the entrances. Like that shit is dope every time. Like Mayweather comes out the tunnel with just whoever, like fucking Fifty Cent, Justin Bieber, fucking Simone Biles, like whatever. Like he just shows up with random people in his entourage whenever he comes out the tunnel, and it's amazing to me. I will say it's different though if you're like watching it live and see someone win the psychological battle at when they come out. Mm-hmm. Like my man, freaking! Oh, I just that. like the the showmanship of it. I'm well, not even worried about like the, how they're focused on the game. I want like the spectacle. They did that, but like my man stayed in character more or less from his entrance oh, okay. until the fight started, and you could see the other guy was like, "What the fuck is up with that dude?" And so was the audience. Like the white guy sitting next to me was like, "Is he, is he nervous? I don't. I don't. Is he really focused?" Hmm. And I'm like, dude, you know he's going to get that ass. Like, you know he's going to whoop that dude's ass. That's why you're asking me that. And then, oh, no. And then, and then the other guy comes in, and, like, you could see that after the first punch, like, he didn't even land it. But the dude was like, oh, because uh, my friend is rather skinny. Pianki Zimmerman, look him up. He is now the champion of the 155 weight division of King in the Cage. So, shout out, uh, Pianki. Hope you're still doing big shit. Um, that's absolutely awesome. But the way in which he won was so freaking awesome, because he like he just like threw a punch, and that guy. I think the other guy didn't expect that much power from a dude that that skinny. Uh-huh. And as soon as that happened, his whole demeanor changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, you you can watch a fight and see people lose it at a certain point. You can you can watch it and go, yeah, that guy's gonna be about to get fucked up, and then and then then it happens nine times mm. out of ten. Uh, so what what else happened to you this dude, this week, dude? Uh, I won a I won a comedy competition. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. What, yeah. what kind of competition yeah. was it? Stand up comedy. It was at uh, Favreau's Lounge. Is everybody local here? Or is everybody? Well, yeah, we're for there the most in part. Maryland, and I used to live in, uh, out there in Virginia. Okay, it was, it's in uh, it's a it's a spot in yeah, Falls uh, Church. Oh, Falls uh, Church. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Who um who produced it? Uh, um, uh, my homie Latif Idris. Oh, okay. I don't know him. He must have been after my time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Did, did you win a cash prize? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was supposed awesome. to awesome. been for a certain amount. And then, like, you know, he, like, the the owner threw extra in there. Okay. Oh. Nice. Yeah, but I he did it kind of fucked up, though. I thought you were going to say they didn't give you what they Yeah, I thought so, too. Nah, he gave me more, but the thing is, I don't think he understood. You're not supposed to say that out loud. Like you're supposed to pull me to the side and be oh. like, "Let me pull this one in," you know. But mm-hmm. did that, and uh, I feel like I did something else. Uh, when was that? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What was Wednesday? Tried, <laughs> um, if you like competitions, have you tried the one at Magoobies? Yeah, I did that. Uh, I did that like seven times already. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's super fun, and it's always like a huge, like you're performing in front of like 300 people, so it's awesome. I ain't get to 300 people yet, but uh, I just know it's a bring a show, so you know, you gotta bring yeah. people and you know. Yeah. The times that I did it, it was pretty, it was, I want to say, probably like two-thirds full. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how many people it holds, but it's like, it's a big, it's a big place, so it's always a fun, um, a fun, uh... Yeah, you gotta remember, you did it pre-COVID, too, so you... That's yeah. true. <laughs> you tell yeah, him three hundred people. It's like, yeah, they only they only put in hundred fifty 
Max yeah, now. Like, Dang, 300. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so time out. So how did you do when you did the Magoobies joint? I did I did well. And what happened was, so it's a bringer show, right? And you, you yeah. were supposed to bring five or or six people. I can't remember. Yeah. I didn't have five or six people that would come all the way the fuck out to Baltimore. I lived in um Fairfax at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it That's a hell of a drive. Huh? Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. And it was on like a Wednesday at seven o'clock. <laughs> yep, had to get yep. rough hour. <laughs> like um but anyway, my boyfriend and his two co worker, I had three people. That's it. And so Was your I boyfriend said, white or black? Huh? Was he my white or black? Indian. Oh, I mean at the time. My boy same boyfriend. He's in okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his wait, wait, two co workers were um a white lesbian couple. Okay. All right. So I destroyed it. I did so well. Um, but as you said, it's a bringer show, right? Yeah. So the other guy that got into the finals, so it was us two in the finals, and you know how they clap and pick the winner. The other guy who was uh, the other finalist, he brought a literal, literally a bus. Like he pulled up in a yeah. bus with a bus. There's always of- one. <laughs> Like an actual bus load of people. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, they were, but they were also clapping for me too. Um, and you could clearly hear the audience that I was winning by audience response. Um, but I guess the club felt obligated to give it to him since he brought the most most money into the club that night. I yeah. mean, it was a bus load. So maybe 30 or 40 people he brought just on his own. Mm-hmm. That's why um, I've never done that show. Like I, I've never done that competition because a I know I can't get enough people out there, and it's like even if a best case scenario I do that, I can't draw. They're just doing that to see who can draw. I don't blame them. It's good right. business, but it's but not. Wait, this is what happens. So what you win from the um what you win from the contest is uh, a chance to go into the next thing, which will get you like uh, paid gigs at the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So um, they, the host, it was Josh Kuderna at the time, and he felt obligated to give it to the other guy because he had brought so many people into the club. So he goes, oh, okay, uh, Justin won. And the, the people started booing. They were like, boo, that's bullshit. She definitely won. Like, it was crazy. Oh, wow. Um, and then, yeah, it was crazy. And then so what happened was the host comes up to me and he's like, the owner of the club wants to talk to you. Please come into the office. I was like, oh, my God, did I curse too much? Did I say, like, <laughs> you know, I don't remember what I did. And so the owner was like, you know, I I know that you uh, lost tonight's competition, but you're amazing. And I want you to um, come and work for the club. Please. He gave me his card. He was like, please uh, email me at this time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to get you set up to start having hosting gigs at the club. And he was like, trust me, that's better than winning the $50 prize or whatever it is for tonight. He was like, this is the real the real prize. Yeah. And I was like, OK. And then from Dude. then on, I was like a paid host at the club. And he rotated me in like a, maybe once or twice a month. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it had a happy ending. But like they, they robbed me of. A victory that I definitely had in the audience. Like they knew it. They they were like literally booing. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That I mean, hey, that, stories like that happen. Uh, we paid our we paid our champion of our roast battles in uh, fake merch. Um, so fake merch. Oh yeah, we gave him fake merch. We we don't we see, we ain't got no money. <laughs> like, that comedy. Can we give to uh, comic of the year just like a fake merch spot, right? Fake merch. Oh. <laughs> and a future spot. Uh, we, um, we, we, I think that... You're talking about Magoobies? No, no, us. No, no. Dot Comedy did a uh, contest for um, 
comic of the year. Every year, every every year we would have we tried something different. Yeah. It was always experimenting. And some people got really butthurt about it, but <laughs> you know, one of the things that made dot comedy dot comedy was experimenting and trying different things and not doing the same thing everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. So yes, some of that stuff didn't make sense to some people. Some people didn't appreciate the fact that we tried to do an online voting thing one time. But um but we were trying to do new things, trying to branch out, trying to come up with different ways to get yeah. people to engage and, and, and build build a platform. That's always what it's been about. So oh, yeah. Was that the year that Chris Lawrence won when you did the online voting? I don't remember if it was that round or if we did something different. That I think we were doing something different with the math because I wanted to make sure that we didn't just have people who brought the most wins. You know? Yeah, right. we didn't we didn't want to fall into that trap that and other so comedy you, you clubs had to, did. You had to rank it, and then we would go based on the ranking. So people were doing goofy stuff with the you know ranking to try and rank the person they thought was going to win over their guy. But I, and, and and I know some people were upset about that. But it's like then tell your people to be honest, and then you'll get the you know the most votes. Like it, it should be the you know if people are messing around and trying to give the person they thought was the worst, the second best score, mm-hmm. then they're going to get more points because they're all trying to, you know, it's just like, it, it, you, it's not my fault that people are dumb. Like, <laughs> follow the spirit of the thing and the best man will win. Like, that's the way it should go. be. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did nothing but sit in the back and DJ. Uh, I had fun doing that. So, let's see, who, who are our winner? We had... Community year. Alex and and Chris. Yeah, I don't think there were. I don't know if there was another one. Those are the only two that I remember. Um, but, it, but Marcy was Marcy was Walter Champion. I think ended up getting a, was a finalist or something because I remember he had we, yeah. one of one of the times the prize was a was a gig opening up for a band at Union Jacks, mm-hmm. and that was not the right uh, <laughs> the right fit. Yes. Yeah, we, we we tried a bunch of stuff. We had, we 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 did the musical musical comedy. Um, we don't need to go. Down we did that. We did things. Anyway, we just did. We did comedy competitions at one point. Yeah, we did a lot of fun stuff, Joey. Don't don't, don't downgrade what we did, Joey. I'm just not because downgrading it. Just because it's wanna... over with, and Joey Joey feels like he lost. I just feel like we're forty six minutes Why? in. What is stopping y'all from bringing that back? That was such a dope space. Um, because it doesn't exist anymore. Union Jackson no, business. Not, okay, so Dot Comedy wasn't the venue. Dot Comedy right. was y'all. Yes. What is stopping you from bringing that back at another location? Because fuck comics. Okay. <laughs> I'll be real. Like, like, the, like, like the amount of work they we are put very in. Stressful group of people to deal listen, with. I, I, I can tell you that from when I was doing. I put in an hour. I by myself, not counting Marcus or Blue, putting in an hour of setup, an hour of breakdown at every single show, and then to get grief on top of that. No matter what we do, for any reason, there is always a battle. Someone's always not happy with what we were doing, even though we were given. You know, I try to like start giving people the opportunity to get a recorded set for fucking forty dollars. You can get a ten-minute set recorded from different camera angles and edited together. For $40. That would cost you $5,000. And what is it turned into? Oh, you're charging people for stage time. Oh, you're giving like... Fuck all of you. Fuck everybody who thought that into their throats and through time. I hope your comedy career melts and you hate yourself and you kill yourself. Okay, I think you're selling yourself short. I remember you used to give recordings for like five bucks or something. No, no, no. That was... Yeah, but that wasn't... That was... There was no... That wasn't like a thing we tried to do. That was something we had every that, and that yeah again, 
five bucks gets you a recording yeah. with the board audio so you can actually hear yourself. We even put an audience mic to mix in the audience for five fucking dollars. And then we would give you discounts if you brought people or if you had a receipt showing you spent a certain amount. We did everything to try and help people out. And yet people were still giving us shit. And that's my, my point was that one thing, I tried to do something nice so that people could have the option to do a longer set and get it recorded so that they can have something, right? They could have something that they want to, even if it's just like, hey, I want to do this once before I, I'm done. I want to get my friends and family to come out and see me do stand up because I know I'm only ever going to get that big, but this is all I want to do. Uh, we had that option because I was trying to find ways to, to, to give our, our regular open mic some other juice. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, that's great. One person's going to do 10 minutes, but they're going to bring their whole family. So we have an audience for at a fucking open mic. Everyone just jumped on. Oh, well, you're just trying to charge people for stage time. That's that. After all that work and all that I put put out there to try and find ways to help people, that was the attitude. So that's why. Fuck all y'all. That's why I'm never doing shows again. All righty then. You wanted a damn answer. Not, not me. I bur- they burnt the bridge. Not me. I put my. I, I, don't, my... I don't remember that whole backlash about you're charging people for stage time. All I remember is you used to, and it wasn't like you had to pay it. You used to give people the option because you were recording the show anyway. Right. And yeah. you used to give people the option of getting their set for five bucks. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anybody complaining about it. But no, I guess no one complained were... about that. It was the fact that we were offering a special package. <laughs> if you did, you could do more. But it was an option. It wasn't like we charged or forced anything. We never forced anything down anyone's throat. Right, exactly. I was just trying to mm-hmm. find ways. I didn't know you were having all those issues. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we had my help. point. Was, the point was like we were always exploring new ways to help the comics, and all we ever got was grief for it. <laughs> Every time we tried something different, we got someone was pissed off about it, mm. and so I got sick of it. And you <laughs> saw my health. Do you remember how big I was when we stopped that comedy? I was two hundred and forty pounds and smoking like a pack a day. Yeah, and you used to always have a broken limb. You had like a broken leg, a broken arm. My foot was fucked up for like months, and I'm like carrying fucking sound boxes with a boot on my foot. And these assholes. (laughs) No, seriously, fuck all y'all. Like fuck all. Like 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 it should. This 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 the comedy thing should be a team sport. We should all be trying to work to build these these rooms into with to have an audience appreciate the people that you're performing for so that they come back and that these things can stay in business but instead we treat it like it's fucking AA meetings and then we we cry when we can't get our five minutes exactly how we want it instead of realizing that it's a business and someone's allowing you to have their time people like someone's allowing someone's paying for you to get stage time the business is paying for their audience to be subjected to you give you give you their attention and you have the damn nerve to stand up there and be, you know, unprepared. I, I, you don't have Joey, to. Joey, Joey, I, I'm, all, I'm all for trying try your new shit, but like, do it in a professional way. Mm-hmm. Like, respect respect the fact that we all have to get up there. Don't go up there, do a bunch of fucking shit, and say, "Oh, I want to be like Anthony Jeselnik," and fucking piss off everybody. And then the three comics after that have to have four less audience members because you want to be an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I've just I, I don't I didn't mean to go on a rant there. I haven't let you rant in a long time. I don't wow. like to talk about it. You were I, holding that in, huh? I just try to move on, but you like you bring me bring it back. That's why. 
Wait, now I, I have I, questions. If I would have known it was that sensitive of a subject, I would have not asked. <laughs> I would have I would have still had questions. Okay. I like I like seeing this shit. Like <laughs> so wait, so tell me this, right? Because I want to put you back into that troubled place in your past. All right. What was the worst part about hosting? Actively. Like what cause all right, I'm gonna just say this. How how much did it piss you off when people would run the light? Oh god, they would do that all the time. Running the light really didn't bother me all that much. I kind of expected I, it would bother me when when you're running the light and you're alienating people. And you're bombing. <laughs> it's like it's like if you're running the light and you know you're at least you know you're doing well your perspective and you're killing it. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. And we were and we weren't that strict with the light, but like when you go over and you're just like and people are like getting up out of their chairs during your set. Like, yeah. stop hurting. You're hurting the room. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't the part that bothered me as a host. What bothered me as a host was people complaining about their where you know where they went up. People complaining about X, Y, or Z. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of and, and the biggest part of frustration was I was putting so much into the production. Some of it is on me because no one asked me to do this. But like, I didn't get a chance to work on my own. Like, I was stifling my own ability to grow as a comedian. And my own my own career, my own everything as a comic because I was so busy trying to and dude, I don't know if you I don't think you were doing I don't know when you started and we'll get into that probably in your interview in, in our next segment. But yeah. when when we had our dot comedy rooms, like we would we would bring our own lighting, we would bring video, we would bring a you know, a DJ and sound. Nobody was doing that. Right. This banner was something we had to set up behind the stage every single show and this was something that like for a good three-year stretch you could look on facebook and almost every dc comic had a photo with this in the background yep every single fucking one of them and and that that photo was taken from our facebook page (laughs) it was my instagram i was literally in between stand and i'm not working on i never got to touch my own set i'm trying to run the show i'm trying to take pictures i'm trying to post on instagram i'm trying to like do everything I can to ensure and trying to give them a platform. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. just the lack of respect and gratitude. And at the end of the day to be like three years in, and then you still have a night where you, you know, you never know people are going to be bottoms up and be like empty, empty room. Yeah. Was like exhausting. You know, we tried everything. We tried to have online sign up. We built a whole website. I invested time and money and energy into it. Try and it just never, all the energy got poured out and never came back. Yeah. Hmm. Dang. So it goes way beyond hosting. Hosting hosting's just like a very small piece of it. And hosting I don't mind doing here or there. And I think if Joey had actually just hosted for Dot Comedy or if Joey was just a producer for Dot Comedy, Dot yeah. Comedy would still be alive in the same way it was. But trying to do both threw a lot of pressure on top of Dot Comedy as a whole. Because if, you, if you're talking about it, we're putting on a full production every week. And then it was tw- twice a week for a while yeah. and a podcast. Yeah, and a podcast. And we were do- and you, so you talk about setting up a show that basically we were doing for fucking free. Yeah, we didn't make anything. That comedy didn't make any money. Uh, DJ Marcus, DJ Marcus still. Well, DJ Marcus got a whole bunch of bunch of new equipment from that comedy, so he didn't he didn't lose. DJ Marcus never loses. He he wins somehow. All I, all I, I'm like DJ Khaled. All I do is win. But in the end of things, 
it, it that comedy itself was throwing Joey into financial ruin and to emotional ruin, and he, and he wasn't getting laid. It's one of those things where you just gotta. You gotta okay. That's the worst part, right? Thank here. you. I mean, shit. He, yeah. he he was he was he was still trying to find himself and find a woman, and he just and it wasn't happening because he kept doing these dumbass shows. Fuck them shows. And literally the second fuck I them stopped. shows. Fuck these hoes. That's what they say. That's what I say. Fuck the them shows. Is he wasn't fuck fucking them hoes. There we go. <laughs> You would notice, like almost like the minute I stopped, that, that oh yeah started yeah that as soon as he stopped as soon as we stopped producing shows, Joe was getting laid every weekend. Joe was out here laying pipe like Mario. He was out here he was out here jumping down do 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 in all the pussy. <laughs> that was Joe was making that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you was protected, brother. <laughs> Only every other week. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> only only on a full moon did it make that noise. Did it make that noise? Oh man. We're gonna take a break, man. We're gonna get into some more crazy shit, man. Uh it's it has been it's <laughs> hey, this week has been fun. We're gonna see what else we can get into. But Joey, mm. we got some we got some uh crazy shit going on with these celebrities and some more shit going on, man. What's going on on the streets? Uh well Dave Chappelle had a special. Don't know if you heard about it. I heard about it. It was special. Um and then uh Demi Lovato uh is thinks that uh, the word aliens is offensive. <laughs> We're going to need to talk about that. We need to... Yes. And then... <laughs> you only find something offensive if you are one. And uh, newsflash, uh, football coaches from the early 2000s might be racist, homophobic, or misogynistic. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Just maybe. But hey, we're going to talk about that a whole bunch more. But when we come back, we're going to sit in the corner with the dude. I'm going to sit down Indian style and hang out with the dude in the corner in a minute, but we'll be back with more fun and more thrills on the That Comedy Podcast. Hey, and we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. This segment of the Dot Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Smooth My Balls. That's right, Smooth My Balls Turf Chopper 3.0 is the machine of the future. If you need smooth balls, this is what you gotta have. It has everything you need. It has it has a, 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 a what's that? A nicking guard, uh, not the word you're looking for, Joey. It's a guard that keeps you from nicking your balls. That's good. You never want to nick your balls because sometimes someone wants to go down there. No one wants nicking their balls. No, no. It depends on the nick. But guess what? But guess what? You can get 20% off a smooth my balls turf chopper 3.0. If you go to the Dot Comedy Instagram page, or you can go to the Dot Comedy link tree in the comment section on this podcast that you're watching on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, and get the link tree to all of our sponsors and all of their products. There we go, man. Dot Comedy and Smooth My Balls, a pair made in heaven, just like your balls. And we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. I am DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro, Candace August. And our special guest this week, the dude in the corner. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I say I say it like that because it sounds like like if I was introducing you at a comedy show, mm-hmm. that'd be what I like coming up to the stage, the dude in the corner. And then I walk yeah. off, and you just you got to walk up some smooth, and then everybody be like, "Oh shit, there comes that guy." This, I think if this is that guy, dude. If I ever host a show and you're on it. 
I totally, totally need to like arrange it so that like you sneak into the corner while I'm like <laughs> wrapping up the thing before, and then I'll just like introduce you, and all of a sudden you'll pop out of the corner and everybody will be like, "What? I did. He was there the whole time." You want to hear something funny? Like great minds think alike, because that's that's actually what I like try to do each time. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, some people pick up on it, some people don't. But yeah, I try to emerge from a corner. You know? <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, dude! So, dude, we you were new to the dot comedy family, but how long you been doing comedy in the DMV area? I actually started uh, March 2020. Okay, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh wow! That's, uh... Yeah, like right before, like the <laughs> pandemic was like like putting its clothes on and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, you know, I got on stage, I want to say maybe like, like literally like that same week. I got on stage on a Tuesday, went back up on a Thursday, and by the end of the week, everything has started shutting down. Wow. That's, that, that, well, I mean, the, the comic producer in me is going, that sucks, but does it really? I mean, you, you, you've grown, now you've grown up in comedy in a different era. Where yeah. you've seen it, you've seen it at basically a low, so yeah. now you can you can pretty much step in and go, okay, cool. Let me see it at the high, because it's gonna it's yeah. starting to take off now, and everybody's opening back up, and things are starting to get going. Have you have you made stride? Did you make strides during the pandemic, like doing Zoom shows and things yeah. like that? That's what I was gonna ask if you did Zoom shows during the pandemic. Yeah, actually, uh, the funny thing is, like the virtual shows is where like uh, that's what people that's where dude in the corner came from. I used to go by my name. You know, okay. my first two initials and my last name. And, uh, you know, when you're on Instagram, people tend to call you by your Instagram name. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, people were, would associate me with. And uh, it, uh, it was a platform, uh, uh, ATL Digital on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I uh, would participate on there. I hosted on there a couple of times. And, um, like, you know, uh, Rodney Perry had a, uh, Rodney Perry had a joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Brown had a joint, you know. So I would I would do stuff like that, but never like any booked Zoom shows. I didn't okay. do any of those, but I took advantage of like when the quarantine was at its at its height. You know what I mean? And um, as soon as outside opened back up, I was like on the first thing smoking. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I understand yeah. that completely, man. So who are some of your comedy inspirations, man? Oh man, uh, I have to say, uh, my number one, my number one, I probably. I gotta say, Robin Harris, man. Okay. Like, yeah, his his his, uh, his baby's kid special. <laughs> Not the movie, the comedy the special. Comedy special I mean, yeah. I mean that man. Yeah, he was complete on that special. Like he was on one. I like Corey Holcomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like D.L. Hughley. I just uh, uh, what's my man named? The big white dude, uh, Big J, Big J Okerson. Oh, Big J Okerson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just uh. Yeah, I just like something from like uh, an array of different comedians. You know what I mean? Okay, that's a different group. That is, a, see, we, yeah. I like <laughs> that. I like that. We we've been getting more eclectic groups of uh, comics as of late. When we ask different new comics that, those questions, because they go because we you were getting the same pat responses mm-hmm. at one point. Right? Was like, yeah, but, but who who are some who are some now influencers? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of hearing old ones. 
Not, not, not that they're really bad, but I mean, it, it's, it gets a little repetitive every now and again. But so, mm-hmm. so, dude, what, is, what have he, what have you been doing as far as other things than just doing stand up? Have you been doing, trying to do some, some acting, some, uh, none, none of that? Yeah, I mean, you got a good look. I, I can see, I can see the dude in the corner popping out in a, in a, uh, in a, in an all state commercial. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> nah, I mean the thing is, like, uh, the thing is, I work full time. Okay. You know? And I have one of those jobs where it's like I don't have like a nine to five like set hours. So like, gotcha. like I get up at like three thirty in the morning, Ooh. and Ooh. sometimes I get off at like four p.m. So oh, wow. like really like uh, working on the stand up side is is almost like that's kind of all I have time for. But I also uh I also got into the production part of it too. But it's usually just revolving around the stand up aspect, not so much the uh other shit I couldn't think of. <laughs> Every other thing, you know. uh-huh. It's all it's all going into the content generation bucket these yeah. days. But the yeah. so what what got you into you know, what was the what was the turning point where you said, hey, you know what, I'm gonna start doing stand up and like where do you where do you want to get with it like what was your do you have a goal or did you just kind of say i want to try this out and, and then you then you kind of felt you know and you're just seeing what happens well honestly uh i was part of a podcast uh, called reels and feels and um you know uh i kind of like accidentally became like the resident comedian of the group you know uh-huh. and then they'd be like yo you funny you should get on stage and then like one day i just said you know what i'm gonna do it and um when I look back on it now, you ever like watch like your video, your first video, and you like, damn, that is not me anymore. You know what <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if they were being nice to me or if they were just like, you know, uh, damn, I drew a blank. I had like some good words in my head too, but it didn't. I think, fucked up. I, I think they, they may have saw something in you that you that you you may not see currently, but you they saw yeah. it back then. They're like, you know what, you can go, you can be somewhere with yeah, do a comedy. You know yeah, what? And then, um, that's that's basically where it started. And then um, I don't know, man. I just started enjoying it, especially like when you start thinking like, okay, they they probably not gonna get this punchline or this right here. Mm-hmm. And then like maybe two or three people laugh at it, and you are like, oh damn! So this is not just funny to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, you got to take those chances. You got to take those shots. Like I've noticed that too. It's like sometimes you'll have a joke, and it's like then it's like how much. How many do I want to wait until enough people get this or make this good enough that enough people can get this, or do I really want to like let my fans be my fans? Yeah, because the ones that get it will—if there's only like a two or three that get something—they will love you for it. Mm-hmm. But the more you try to like make it expand, it's kind of like uh, Family Guy. You know, how they have a lot of very specific references, and sometimes it's like it's it's always funny, but like there's a lot of stuff that like. When you get it, you're like, that's what makes you like that show. Yeah. If you don't get it, then you, you're either going to like go, uh, I can't. I don't know what the heck they're doing. <laughs> Archer is like that, too. Archer yeah. has very specific references. And they're very like um, highly intellectual references, too. Yeah. Like to the point where I, I love it because I get some of the references. And then the ones that I don't get, I'll look it up. And it'll like, you know what I'm saying? Like it'll teach me something because I'll go into some other Google rabbit hole. About whatever reference that they made. Mm-hmm. Hey man, and that's what I mean about the fans thing. Yeah, yeah, man. So, so, dude, where can people find you on the internet? Um, dude in the corner, dude in on, the corner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Instagram and Twitter, mostly Instagram though. Okay. Um, 
Nah, yeah. you, you like I, I haven't started following you yet, but guess what, Joey LaFaro? Dude in the corner is going to be my DJ Mark. Do follow. This. I know. I, you know I'm horrible with this so, shit. Dude, are you still doing that podcast, or is that something that you've grown out of or you're doing something else or oh that's still my homies like that's still that's still gonna always be my family i actually did uh i did the the most recent episode with them um you know so you know that's still part of you know part of the uh yeah you guys know that i'm following him on instagram and he promoted the podcast in his story look at that he oh yeah right. yeah, yeah most thank you that's what's up we appreciate the promo. We do. Oh yeah. You just- I appreciate you guys having me, man. Like I think this is this is like probably you know what? I think this might be my first my first time on a podcast that I wasn't affiliated with as a comedian now. You oh, get what I mean? Okay. So I appreciate you. you guys for extending this opportunity to me. Oh yeah, that's and that's and that's what we like to do here. We like yeah. to try and like you know I see somebody funny and I'm like okay, but I want to know if you know because generally speaking, if you're funny on stage, I know you're going to be funny off stage. Yeah. So yeah. we have we yeah. like to bring bring y'all on, especially because like I know the kind of people like I know I know when someone's got got it and 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 I want to get them on because I'm like. They, I want us to get them in a different environment so the audience can see it. They didn't see it on stage. They're definitely going to see a different side of you here. Yeah. And yeah. we want to create that environment for you. So that's 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 all we're trying to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what that comedy was always about. That's why when when Joey was saying the things we were doing back then, it was always to help grow comedy and grow yeah. it to for people who may not have that same opportunity initially. But we want to say, hey, everybody should see this person. Because we we yeah. think they're gonna be we're gonna they're gonna be something awesome. So yeah, yeah, come take a look at this real quick. And it, you you could judge for yourself after that. But we think they're gonna be good. And that's yeah. and, that, and that's what we like to have. That's why we like to have certain certain comics on the show. Um, and yeah. again, you are you have made it to the Dot Comedy family, sir. And I want to say you. welcome um, to the dude in the corner, Marcus. Yes, sir. Without further ado. Who would do in the corner be at the dot comedy cookout? Okay, so with oh man, with <laughs> the, the with the laid back persona that I'm getting from the dude in the corner, he's the uncle that shows up. Doesn't he? He's not gonna bring anything to the cookout, but he's gonna be there, and it's gonna everybody gonna be around him talking. Mm-hmm. But it ain't gonna be like, oh, we gonna get the greatest advice from this uncle. But he gonna talk shit with everybody all night, and he may start the spades game that starts the fight with your mama and your aunt. <laughs> that is, that's the dude in the corner because he ain't gonna he ain't gonna be in that fight. But he gonna start the game that started the fight that moved into. Uh, I, that's why I didn't like you when we were five. That's oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like he grew up with me. <laughs> That's exactly what I do at a cookout. Man. I grew up with him. You know, start some shit and then slide all the way. You, know I mean? you yeah. step out and just go right back to the corner. Oh, man. Oh, man. But we're going to take a break, Joey. And then we're going to start getting these trending topics, man. All right. And I think we lost Candace. Uh, maybe she'll jump back on. We shall see. Maybe she won't. You never know with Candace. Candace is Candace is an enigma wrapped in a riddle. I think her battery died. It's my guess. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. You know women don't charge their phones. But we'll be back with more fun and more thrills on the Dot Comedy Podcast. Oh, 
Podcast. This segment of Dot Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Atomic Music. That's right, Atomic Music. If you're looking to start a podcast, you're looking to start a home studio, looking to do anything music related, guess what you can do? Go down to Atomic Music. You go down to Atomic Music and you can get all the accoutrement you need. You need a piano, you need a keyboard. You need a DJ mixer. You need you need anything. Microphones, microphone stands. You need anything. Atomic Music's got it for you. Come by. They're open from Sunday to Saturday, from 12 to 5 on Sunday, and from 12 to 6 Monday through Saturday. Atomic Music in Beltsville, Maryland. And Joey LaFar, we're back. And we got our pretty girl, but she gone again. God damn it! I just look away and she just disappears. Yeah, and we that's were... what pretty girls do, man. They just <laughs> leave. You know? That was her shooting her shot. Oh, damn. <laughs> She's like, they're just gonna do commercials. I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. But Joey, the, the world is the world is getting a little different, man. That's right. The world's getting a little different. Um, we are back. We, huh? We are back. We are back. We are back. With dude in the corner. We're back with a uh, dude in the corner. I'd like to take this time to remind you that our guests all appear via the CPMMA fight line. That's right, the fight line. Oh, excuse me, fighting. Yeah, CPMMA. Your your college park mixed martial artist uh, f- kicking ass and taking names We're, right here in College Park. We like to fight the news. That's that's how we do things here. <laughs> just so you know. Just so, just uh, so you're aware. That's the whole premise of the show. Is just. How can we? How can we get into to a rear naked choke with the news? That's yeah. I see the blood splatter. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very very violent uh, <laughs> podcast. Podcast. This is the Dexter blood splatter of dot comedy. Um, but um, but I heard I heard something special as far as comedy goes, Joey. Hmm? Something very special. Was that a DC legend and mentor to some and and superhero to many, Mister mm-hmm. David Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Put out a new special, and I think this is going to be his last one the he has closer. under his Netflix deals. Net, net, his Netflix deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be number. What is that, Candace? How many you put out so far? You put out six. And then Candace froze, dude. You know how many? How many you put out? Um, hey Candace, how many did uh, Dave Chappelle put out for Netflix? No, but on Netflix specifically, I want to say this is the third one. I don't know all, of all time, but on Netflix, I think this is like uh, the third one, right? Yeah, this is of this of the series he did with Netflix. I believe this is the third. The third, okay. All right. This so is, he, this was the the revenge yeah. of the, yeah, of the sure. Jedi or Return of the Jedi of the of the this, trilogy. This motherfucker. Decided. I think this is fulfilling his contract with the. This is the return of the trans. That's what this. <laughs> is. <laughs> so so Dave Chappelle did what he has done uh, multiple times now on these Netflix specials, uh, which is tell these trans people what be they don't want to hear. <laughs> Not be controversial. He do, he's talking to one group of people. It's it's controversial if he was going after if he was saying the same thing to everybody, but he's talking to one group of people and they keep mm-hmm. taking it wrong every goddamn time. This is the problem we, that we continue to have with this damn special. He has not said a he has not once advocated anything against the LGBTQ community. He refers to them 
as the LGBTQ community in this special. The first special, he did refer to them as them alphabet people. <laughs> but at the end of the day, now he's he's grown, he's learned, but the, the, the trans community seems to keep coming after him. Um, and so he's gotten some hot water about being, again, transphobic and... And what else did what else did they call him, Joey? They said it was hate speech. <laughs> I don't. How? <laughs> but you could tell that it was it was purposely and pur- purposefully done. Like he wasn't tr- like he set out to offend everybody. Like he yes. he knew he chose his words carefully. He purposely offended everybody. He wanted to get a conversation started. He also wants to show that this is what comedy is. Comedy is talking about uncomfortable subjects. Comedy is talking about um, what I see, how this I see the world through my own lens. And it's like people are like, oh, Dave Chappelle is going to get canceled for this one. He knew exactly what he was doing. All that was yeah. very, very blatant and very intentional. You could tell. You can't cancel him. It's not feasible. It's not possible to cancel Dave Chappelle. I don't uh, think it's physically possible for 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 enough. Energy to come across the internet to I cancel Dave Chappelle. You do. Like, yeah. that was his whole thing. He was like, Come for me, please. I'm tired of doing these specials any goddamn way. <laughs> I, I think and one thing, you can't cancel a nigga that canceled himself before. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of his point, right? Yeah. Like, he literally said, like, you know, I'm, I know it sounds like easy for me to say, but look, I'm the dude who got off the bus and walked. That yeah. literally said that. Like, his uh-huh. whole point was. Look, you guys are trying to do all this stuff, but you're like you're forgetting. I've done it the hard way. Yes. So don't tell me that you know I I gotta suck it up now. Like I've done the work to mm-hmm. to, to to give up everything because I didn't agree with the principles of how things were being done. So- Walked away from it and built myself back up on my own again. There you go. Okay, that's what we're saying. Someone on there said that we're letting. Chappelle coast off that one moment of integrity. So the one moment that he walked away from 50 million and went to Africa for six months or whatever he did, it's like he's they they they're saying that we're just letting him coast and he can say whatever and do whatever and be as disrespectful as he wants from that one moment of integrity. And I was like, mm, maybe you're oversimplifying, but also mm, that's a conversation. It's 2021. Everybody's oversimplifying everything. Yes. Um, we we are allergic. This is the the theme of this year is we are allergic to nuance. Um, the thing that was was what I felt I what I saw was I saw him trying to communicate a frustration, and I think he communicated it both with an explanation. But he also let you see that he was frustrated, yeah, for better or worse. And some people misinterpreted that the emotional part of it. Um, but they didn't really hear like like he's what I felt like he was saying is, "Hey, look, you guys are forgetting about black men in these movements." Like, and I've I mean we've had discussions and and, and stuff like that before, Marcus. I know I know you've felt similarly with a lot of things. Oh yeah, at times too, and. It's kind of like, you know, you see the, 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 all these woke movements, but a lot of times because black men are men, 
they get left out of these conversations about things that need attention. Mm-hmm. And I think Dave's trying to communicate like, like look, he like that's the whole point of the Clifford reference. Like that whole that whole segment of the special was, hey, we're still getting shot. Like like we're still dying, and you guys are complaining about you know having to fight over bathrooms. Like I get it. That that situation's fucked up, and it's not good. And yes, there's still things being hate crimes being perpetrated against you too. But like, that's not the police shooting you. It's different. Very and, true. And it's not like oh you know there there's still things that like like and these aren't these are not new problems. These problems are going. So it's it's I you know he definitely even he said he, something to the effect of you know it feels like there's a, a skipping of the line so to speak. I've said that on this podcast. On on numerous occasions. So you can see where Dave's coming from, and I think he has a point. I think that he may be, if he actually wants to get through, he may not be taking the best tactic to get through. But then again, knowing these, you know, knowing these white people, you know how this, like, we've seen this movie play out. We saw this movie play out with Mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick, and even then, I... You know, even at the time when that happened, I thought I I, I could see the way that was going to play out. Yeah, like I, I my criticism of, of when he first did that wasn't I have a problem with what he's doing. It's okay. Well, you know that they're just going to turn this into a thing about the flag. Of course. So it, we, and, we, you like to you like to pick and choose what the true what you believe the true uh, <laughs> fight is inside of these arguments. When he Dave Chappelle for what for from. My perspective of listening to what Dave Chappelle went uh, went over in his stand-up special, mm-hmm. the closer on available on Netflix now. Um, fuck what you heard. Go listen to it. Go watch it. Do what you need to do with it. Um, as far as from my perspective, he has he sang the rallying cry of every black male who feels unheard, overlooked. And pushed to the side by everybody else, because we all sit. We'll sit at the barbershop and say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if dude, dude in the corner, you go to the barbershop, and we'll say everything he said in that special. We've said at the barbershop, where it's like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what the hell's the deal with all these trans people. <laughs> Why are they so mad? <laughs> and I don't have an issue. I don't have it. I, like I t- like I t- I've said on this podcast. I've said on this podcast, I don't have a problem with gay men. I don't have a problem with trans persons. I don't have a problem with, le- with lesbians, bisexuals, or anybody else in the rest of those letters. The problem I have has always been, and it will continue to be forever, the fact that they have not, they, they seem to have stepped in front of us as black people, not just black men, as black people in this equality line that we still keep reaching the fuck for. <laughs> and when is it going to, when is, and, and, and the thing that, and the reason they're able to do it, which is what Dave Chappelle said in his special, it's because they're white. <laughs> the white ones are the ones who are able to just go, you know what? Hey, I'm still more special than they are, but I'm gay. So you can't, you got to take my, my need now and deal with it. And then they go, well, shit, we can't make these white people wait in the back of the line. That's reserved for Negroes. That's the <laughs> simple as it put. Is it put? 
Now I know I'm I'm I know I'm not the most politically correct person in the world. I've been cursed out on this very podcast for for my political incorrectness. Am I correct, Joey? Have I been put in my place on numerous occasions? Yes. And told that uh, I am not the I am a I am misogynist and a nigga. I'm the same way, man. <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> Thank you, know? you. I'm just right now. I'm 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 getting the feel for the room right now. Uh-huh. But I feel like. I feel like I may understand you more than you might think. You know, but what? I'm not gonna say the wrong shit yet. You know, what you I'm know, saying? know what? We start a new podcast. It's called the Dude and the DJ, and <laughs> we just go, know. we just go tell them how it is. It's gonna and we're gonna be some canceled motherfuckers. Candace, did you see you? You watched the special, right? Candace, I don't know if Candace is frozen, frozen. Or, or she using AT and T again. <laughs> wow, her internet. This has been rough. Yeah, she 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 keeps locking up. So, dude, you watched the special? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it one time. Okay. And I think I tried. You know, the first time. You know, the first time you watch it, you just. Well, I don't know about y'all. First time I watch anything because I'm getting a little older now. Uh-huh. So that first time is like I'm a I'm a digest maybe sixty percent of it. Yeah. And the other time, I'm fighting to stay awake just because I've probably been up for too long. <laughs> I tried to watch it that second time, but I was uh, laid up with my girl, so you know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was on, but I mean. See, that's why I saw it in three and then, parts. And then Netflix asked you if you were still watching it afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, you know, from from the from the, uh, from the the pieces I saw, it, 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 I don't for, well, for one, I'll say this. I'm not really, like, big on, like, the cancel culture, especially when it comes to comedy. Because, there like, like it, how can you tell somebody, how can you tell somebody what not to joke about? I try to liken it to, like, movies or whatever. Somebody can write a movie where there's a scene where children get slaughtered, right? Mm-hmm. And people will appreciate the cinematography of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They won't just associate it with the with the director or the... Or whoever wrote the movie, they'll say that was a great depiction of blah blah blah. So comedy is the way where we just like listen, we just bring a sense of humor to different shit. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we're being politicians or anything. So I don't know. I'm just not big on canceling. I'll laugh at the shit if he if if it's funny, I'm gonna laugh at it. So the cancel part, I already knew I wasn't gonna agree with that from the jump. There were a couple. There were a lot of times where a lot of jokes where I laughed, but I said fuck or shit because i was like damn that's cold like i'm laughing because it was fucked up and when he did he okay for those of you who haven't watched it fuck you you should have watched it by now (laughs) you knew what we were talking about today you knew we were gonna talk about this but when he talked about the uh the tranny comedian (laughs) and the the trans comedian and and he was like she sucked I was like, that's a comedian talking about another person in, of his elk. He was talking about a comedian. Yeah, like it had and he was talking, to do it didn't have anything to do with trans. But that's where any that's where if he stopped there, yeah, that's where everyone would have ran with it. That he was being abusive because she was trans. And it's like, no, that's not what he was going with. She'd if, been only doing comedy for like two weeks. Yeah, shit. <laughs> he put her on. He put her on the worst stage possible to be on. Yeah, <laughs> he put it. He put her on in front of him and went, "Yeah, okay, uh, it's, that's that. That was interesting." But they ended up. Having I don't that. know. As I was listening to that story, I was like, "Is he purposely setting her up for failure, like just to prove a point that, like, 
you, you can't just be trans and that will save you from everything from all ridicule. No. Put you on opening for Dave Chappelle as a, as a stand-up comic and I, watch you fail. I, think he, I don't know. That just was weird. Well, I think the impression that I got was that he didn't realize how inexperienced she was when yeah. he made that offer because he thought – because, again – what you know? What's true? What we were talking about earlier. So many times, what's funny off stage is not translate on stage. At least not right away. Mm-hmm. And like, he thought she was funny from meeting her previously. And when she he found out she was a comic, you know, he probably he he you know he built that connection. What he didn't understand was that where she was in her development process. Because he, he didn't see her on stage. He didn't see her on stage. And the fact is, he's fucking Dave Chappelle. So he has not been at, like, an open mic in when. Like, I listen I listened to Kevin Hart's uh, radio show. And I'm listening to him talking about, yeah, I'm going to go do some stage time this weekend. Them motherfuckers ain't going to open mics to do no damn stage time. Them motherfuckers are going to close right. down a, cu- a club and, and work. Yeah. They'll pop up on someone else's yeah. headliner and just be, the, be a, a feature spot to try some stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> Even so, that's what I'm saying. The fact that he didn't know anything about her should have let him know enough that he needed to know about her. He didn't know. Because like, remember, for HL, it should be somebody whose name you've heard or you you know that they've done. Like, you know, you just basically pick someone off the street. Because he cause, just because they're No, she, he made that choice. And because, again, when he when he initially had it, the first time he mentioned her. He talked about that night they spent, they were out talking and hanging out and everything. Mm-hmm. So here, here's me gaining information throughout the specials. So when he talked to, talked about her, he talked about her in a way that he said, hey, you know what? When I had those conversations, she was funny. And he, him thinking as Dave Chappelle, when he has conversations with funny people now in his life now, they, that usually translates he didn't know she. He didn't know she had just started doing this. He just mm. thought she was just gonna be a funny person who goes up on stage, does funny shit, gets off stage. He didn't mm. think. He, I don't think he ever. I don't think his intention was ever to set her up for no. failure on that. Because again, mm. that doesn't do anything but hurt his brand if somebody goes up and bombs. Right, which is why I think he kept mentioning it because yeah. he, he probably was like, "I wish she would have said." Because like, normally you should have some self awareness and say, "Oh, I ain't no, ready I'm for that." Ready. I would have. I would have been like, <laughs> "I'm honored, but I don't think you want that." Like yeah. I, I maybe have five minutes. <laughs> like you, like I don't have any business opening for Dave Chappelle right now. Like I know that. Like I know I'm barely. I, I might have five minutes that that I think I could I could do it. Do a quick five and not ruin the show. Like that's my goal. That's just like me not to kill the audience. That's like me DJing in front of freaking Jazzy Jeff or Biz Marquee. I would be a fucking wreck. And I will tell them to their face, I'm good, dude. I got this plastic machine. I ain't got no turntable. I ain't got no real nothing. I just got me and some digital files. But you know, you know who is not aware of their like um, of their lack of skill. Brand new comics. Brand new comics really think <laughs> <laughs> like they they've done they've done only two two open mics and a bringer show in front of their mom and their cousins who died laughing the whole yeah. time, mm-hmm. and they really think that they're ready to open for Dave Chappelle, like. I remember when I was like two months in, I, I was like, oh, yeah, let me go on tour with Wanda Sykes. Like you you have no clue in the very beginning until you go through some of those failures. Yeah. So you stop performing for just your friends and family. You got to eat then you some dicks. That you need to hone your craft a lot more. Got to eat some yeah. dicks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> oh, wow. What? <laughs> I'm no, you. I'm laughing because like 
there's like the, the fact that we went from talking about trans to you know you said you gotta eat some i'm just like it's just a lot of, <laughs> See, that's that's the a level of, of pause, comedy pause. that's the level of comedy you can get when you're like three years or more in you can plan these <laughs> yeah. things that, that is layered we can plan a whole lgbt uh community conversation Around Joey's eat some dicks line at the end of it. See, this is this is how, this is how dot comedy works. But the special in itself, you watch the special. How'd you feel? Did you did you enjoy it as a comedian, as of a fan? Of course, he's hilarious. What do you mean? I was, yeah. I was, I like to come away usually feeling like that person accomplish what they set out to mm-hmm. and i don't know that dave did that okay um i feel like i i feel like i got what he was saying but i don't know that i was his target audience and maybe he was just saying what he needed to say mm-hmm. and if you get it you get it if you don't you don't um but it sounded like he was really you know he literally said well, like we need to have a conversation yeah and it sounded like he was trying to get a dialogue started and immediately people had walls up saying Oh, you're trans. You're you know you're 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 anti-trans. You're trying to get people. You're going to get people killed. Da 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 da. It's hate speech. Blah, 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 which is a lot of like ranting nonsense that doesn't make any sense. I get where the you know where trans people face a lot of discrimination and they do get they're they get dehumanized a lot because of that and because people don't see them as men or women, but they kind of put this gray area. It allows people to kind of. De- to dehumanize them and that allows them to treat them as less than mm-hmm. and again the whole thing's very ironic because this has all been happening to black people for very 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 long time so when you start talking about these things it's one of those things where i think and i think that was kind of dave's point was like we should be on the same wavelength as far as fighting to make sure we're all treated as human beings Regardless, because mm-hmm. even when he, even though he like, but the problem is, you can't go and and I don't know why you would go into that whole thing about well, you know, comparing Caitlyn Jenner to a real woman to say, and like that, <laughs> like like it was funny, but it didn't really serve the purpose of the greater greater, like hey, let's all realize that we're going through shit together because that's what he was talking about when he he one of the parts about the the um, was it Daphne. Mm-hmm. One of the parts about her story that that stuck out was the part where she's like, "Understand that I'm going through shit too." Mm-hmm. That was the only thing. I was like, "I'm just I'm going through shit. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you how you see me as a man or a woman. It's like I'm just a human being struggling in this life." And that I think was the thread he was trying to connect the dots on. Mm-hmm. That we all should be seeing it, and he doesn't feel that way because he's getting—he's been getting attacked this whole time. Yeah. So I think he was trying to find that nugget in there, but it just felt like he was throwing to a few. He was trying to play fight, and he was punching a little too hard. Mm. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can get that. I'm saying I think, I think it's a lot less profound than that. I just think that. Um, he's tired. He's tired of stand-up comedy because now people are a little too sensitive and he can't really say what he wants to say. He's always been a person that his comedy has been very outspoken and always like touched the nerve. It's always been that way. Mm -hmm. And so now in our politically correct climate, 
he can't enjoy stand-up comedy anymore. So this was like a big fuck you. Like, let me say the most offensive things in the most offensive way possible for an hour straight and fulfill this obligation to Netflix so I can stop entertaining y'all because y'all whine too much. Period. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. So it feels, and that's the problem right there, right? You can't do both those things at the same time. You can't be like throwing throwing everything you know into a fireplace <laughs> he can't be burning the world down and then also try to say hey let's have some compassion and understanding for each other it does it it's a really hard to to do both those things at once and i think it seemed like he was trying to because there's parts that are true i feel it's like half and half there are times when he definitely was in you know let's burn this shit down and there's other parts where he was trying to build real connection it just didn't seem cohesive well, I don't think he ever, he never really wanted to burn everything down. I think that's the that's the misnomer in in most in most of his stand up specials. And I don't think he was trying to burn things down. Let me rephrase. That was, I was just echoing Candace's point, but what, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where mm-hmm. I don't think he was necessarily doing that. But I'm saying that's where he was punching a little hard. Is he was going for the funny, or he was going for the like the hardest punchlines mm-hmm. rather than the I don't. And, I, I stand. My point of view, and that he was being intentionally disrespectful and offensive. Okay, so when he when he made the comment, okay, when he made the comment about Caitlyn Jenner, Mm -hmm. about her winning uh, Woman of the Year, Mm -hmm. and he was like, there were no Mm -hmm. other other vaginas in the world that y'all could have made Woman of the Year, and to that point, it's it's more or less going looking at it's that it's that comic shining a light on people, yeah, and going listen. What I'm saying, I'm not saying anything against these this person, but look, genetically, yeah, this is who you, he this said, is who women chose, yeah, this mm-hmm. is who women chose for woman of the fucking year, a, a, a chick with a dick, you really chose that for woman of the year. I'm not saying it's ra- it's bad or or good or nothing. I I hey. I've seen some some. I, I I'm on Instagram all the time. I've seen some transitional people who go. Who I would go, damn. And then I look and I see it says TS at the top of their name, and I go, that's not for me. So I'm gonna keep on scrolling. But if I look first, double tap, not for me. If I look first, I'm gonna go. Oh, Double tap. Okay, I did double tap a couple of them. Shut, shut the fuck up. That ain't what we're talking about. That ain't that ain't the conversation we're having today. I mean, shit. It's <laughs> doctors do a good goddamn job, but he double tap because he's woke, right? Yes. He's double tap. I, yeah. I can double. That's I can, how woke he is. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Please <laughs> grow back up and take the heart off of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so dude in the corner, dude in the corner. How did you feel about the special itself? Um, I mean, I. I thought it was. I thought it was a. It was a typical Dave Chappelle special. I mean, I have my own views on like where I rank him as an overall comedian or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that has nothing to do with like sp- what we are speaking on specifically. So I didn't. I didn't see. Let me jump in. Is he not in your top five? <laughs> dude, dude sounded like he was putting Dave Chappelle in the top fifty. No, 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 no. I'll say this. Point. I'll say this. Like Dave, Dave has a presence. He has a he has a historical presence. I'll mm-hmm. say that his stage presence, his cadence, is on point. Now, as far as his material, to me, it is um, it's, it's I'm not saying it's bad. It's dope. It's great. You know what I mean? 
But it's just something where, like, uh, if I watch his last four or five specials, I feel like I, I, I get I, I get the same Dave, which can be a great thing to somebody who has him, you know, as number one, which means they're always going to get number one. But for somebody who has him at, like, number seven or eight, not saying that's where I have him. Not saying that's where I don't have him. But he's, it's like he's, always, he's consistent, I would say. I think I see where you're going. It does feel like he's kind of... He hasn't shown a big step in evolution in a while for himself. Mm. You see changes over the course of a career and you can see like a lot of you see a lot of comics mature over their early stuff and into other things. He's and matured over his early. He stuff. has. Oh, but I'm saying I, I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm not not saying he hasn't. <laughs> he was doing saying, he was doing shit jokes. I think what the point <laughs> his is, first I think, special. I think, I think, I think, I think, a toilet paper uh, finger through the toilet paper joke during his first goddamn special. That high pitched like cartoony voice. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah. What, yeah. what I'm saying is, I, uh, what I, I what I think I'm hearing dude say is he's gotten to the point where it's kind of that that arc has plateaued a bit. Okay. Compared to what the the other stretches of his career. Like you saw his early specials, mm-hmm. they were good, and then he and then he grew a little bit, and then he you know got into the Chappelle Show stuff, and then he was doing different things, and then he came back from the Chappelle Show show stuff, and he was doing different things, and then he kind of hit this point a couple years ago where he's kind of gotten into just being that same be, guy, being this, being who he's, and he and is. I get that, but I get that with the point of did Carl. No, in recent years, none of the noticed? greats, none of the greats have cha- changed as they get older. If you look at mm-hmm. Carlin's last four specials, they were all the fucking same. Oh yeah, he's definitely. I mean, and I'm not saying it's, <laughs> he, bad- it's all the it's it's all that 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 era of comics because mm-hmm. I, I look at Dave as being a part of that era of comics that because he's the one that's still alive. If Dave hadn't started doing comedy when he was 14, Dave would if he had started doing it when he was supposed to at between 21 and 25. Dave would be in his fucking sixties now, and no one would be talking about him. But Dave started when he was fourteen years old, so he's still young to us. Mm-hmm. So he's that he's the elder statesman now in comedy, mm-hmm. but he's only in his fucking fifties. Yeah, I think he's in his forties. His late forties, yeah. So he's in his late forties doing doing comedy for thirty fucking years. <laughs> Whereas all those other ones would have been doing comedy at this point, and they'd be in their seventies, sixties, and seventies. At this point in time, he's reached he's reached that plateau sooner in life than we are expecting him to. Because he started younger, that's true. Because he started a lot younger than everybody else. And I'm not saying it's a bad and like you don't think either one of us are saying it's a bad thing. It's just that's something you that's know. something to take into consideration. Yeah, yeah. Dave is one of those guys where like you you can't really quote his joke to somebody. You have to play it for him. Yeah, because yeah. Dave has to do it. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you can't steal Dave Chappelle's uh, bits. Yeah, or like if you're telling somebody about it, like you know, you could tell somebody, man, uh, uh, Cat Williams said this, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and they they'll probably they'll probably understand what the punch was. But with Dave, it's like you he, you have to get his timing on it. Yeah, you have yeah. to get his voice, his facial expression. Mm-hmm. You know? he, he has yeah. a lot of layers to what he when he to what he executes. He's very layered. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. All right. Well. Well, Joey, that that in that ends that ends a, a round of uh, comedy specials from uh, Netflix that includes Kevin Hart in a bathrobe, uh, Chris Rock yelling at everybody from a golden palace, uh, and Dave Chappelle doing masterful work 
Uh, and everybody else is trying to catch the fuck up because everybody seems to keep saying the same thing when they're interviewed about Dave Chappelle. It's like, we're all here. We're trying to catch him. And it's like, damn, I, I, every comedian who I've talked to, who I haven't talked to, who I've heard interviewed, who talks about Dave Chappelle says the same thing. We're all just here trying to catch up to him. Yeah. And that's from the greatest that have done it, except for the old ones. Like, Steve Harvey doesn't care. Steve Harvey's like, I'm going to be all right. And that's about <laughs> the end of Steve Harvey's comedy career. But <laughs> hey, now he's too busy dressing up like, like uh, what's his name from The Matrix? <laughs> like Morpheus? I don't know what that Morpheus <laughs> meme was that went viral. Someone oh, need to go get him. Hey, that's Uncle Steve. Can we talk about now? Huh? Can we talk about Lizzo now? Okay, let's okay, let's hit let's hit Lizzo. <laughs> Who side was that? That was me. Was it? Thank you. We all we all did. It we was, all feel the exact same goddamn side. way. This wasn't even a topic. This I know week. we need we need to put that in the topic list. I all had right. I had all this other stuff. We did you know one of the zebras that was running around PG County died? <laughs> could be talking about that. You want to talk about Lizzo? Listeners want to hear about Lizzo. What female? We listener? got four female listeners, and they're in Bangladesh. <laughs> the Motherfuckers don't care. One of the zebras died, so it died before it got caught. When it, it died, it got, it it got caught. caught in an illegal trap. <laughs> a what? A, a, they were trying to get some zebra trap. They were trying to get some zebra meat. Zebra stepped in it. There we go. Motherfucker's like, hey, I wonder what this zebra meat tastes like deer. It's like neither of these <laughs> things was supposed to be here. Can you imagine the person had to clean that up? Oh. It's like, this is all wrong. <laughs> this is PG so Cow. There's still three at large. No, I think it's two left. That was, there, was, there was four, right? Was there four? Or was I there... don't know. It's just Bonnie and Clyde left. Uh, I think it's just two left now. I don't know. I, I didn't. So wait, they're, they're, but no, we've got to talk about Lizzo, so you know, we can't talk about that. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. I want to hear what dude got. I want to hear what dude no, got to say I, about these damn zebras. I just didn't know. I've been so out of the loop, man. I didn't. You didn't know, know they have like four zebras loose in PG County. It's been for like two months now. I live in PG County. <laughs> four zebras. That's how big. That's how big PG County really is. You know, people in one part of PG County do not know what the fuck is happening. In the rest of it. Yeah, y'all got zebras <laughs> now, and they escaped from a farm. And for some reason. Okay. For some reason, the Dot Comedy Podcast release, they're going to be fucking for some. It's going to be some some pit bull zebra hybrids running around BG County. I told you so. Oh, yeah. Especially PG County. Yeah, PG County. <laughs> some guy yeah. got the other ones caught in a stable and he painted the painted the white parts black so that they can't tell that they're zebras. <laughs> Just little horses. Mm. So, Animal Control has been trying to catch them for two months, but they can't catch them because they're, quote, too fast. <laughs> oh, a zebra, a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. When they get to a full sprint, man, you ain't catching no zebra. Nah, that's what animal control said. They're like, we can't catch them. They're too fast. They're too like, fucking fast. Really? <laughs> but you know what's not fast, Joey? <laughs> Lizzo. Uh, unless oh, there's a buffet. Or... Yeah, her digestion. <laughs> Let me say a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So they're comparing her recent outfit. You've seen it, dude, right? The outfit, the, the, yeah, the, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. They're comparing that outfit to the time that Rihanna wore uh, a sheer thing to some awards or to the Met Gala or something, whatever. Yeah. On some red carpet, Rihanna had something similar. Yes. Yeah. I'll say two things. Num- besides the difference in the body types, 
Rihanna's looked great. Like Rihanna's like was clearly done by some high fashion designer and it was nice. Lizzo's, you could see all the seams and shit. It was unfinished on the sleeve. I'm like, did she get this at Ross? Like it just looked like a pool cover from- <laughs> She it had looked, to sew like two of the ones from so Rihanna not. together. <laughs> It looked like a swimsuit cover-up from Ross. Like, it didn't look mm. like anything designer or sleek that, you know, some, you know, huge famous starlet would be wearing. So it was just, it was poorly executed. <laughs> I like how you said huge. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just poorly executed. And that, and that was outside of the fact that she doesn't have the body type that we would typically see wearing something so so minimal okay um, okay so here- I do like the fact that she has such confidence and such pride in her body the, the way that it is because most women myself included i gain like four pounds i don't want to leave the house until i get the you know until i get my weight back under control mm-hmm. she is you know large and you can tell she really loves herself and I like, I, I need that energy out in the world. Women need that type of energy. Little girls need to see that type of energy that people can love themselves at whatever size or shape. So that's that's great. But the outfit was just poorly done. You know how you it's mean- possible. It's possible that, that when she pulled that motherfucker off the hanger, it may have had every seam it needed. It probably was professionally tailored, but the stress that she put on it when she... Did like this. She raised her arm one time. Everything just went where it went. That's a possibility. I'm wow. just saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nothing against her or nothing, but you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's against her though. What you that, saying? That ain't against. I'm just saying that outfit. It's the outfit. Like you got to have the right material for what you are doing, dimension wise. That's all. I, I don't. That, that should look like the the mesh that you get like a bag of onions in. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, like the grocery store. So you're and saying she built like a bag of onions? I'm saying that the outfit was just, it, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't tailored well. It wasn't good material. It wasn't, it just was like, where did she get that from? She's not built like, like a bag of onions. Funyun ring. She's built like a bag. She's built like a bag of freaking avocados. That uh, it, that was horrible. I, okay, I'm all for body positivity. I am. I love big women too. I am like not you. one. I am not that guy that's gonna sit here and tell no woman that they don't look good, regardless of what the fuck. You can put on forty extra pounds, you're still gonna be a woman to me. As long mm-hmm. as when, as long as when I look at you, I go, you know what? Hey, you. There's something about you. And you know what? Every time Lizzo puts on anything or does anything, you know what I say? There's something wrong with you. There's just something fucking wrong with you. This is what I'm saying. You (laughs) like big women, but you don't like Lizzo. Why? What is it about? Is it because she's so brazen? So out there? No, because she'll put on a a thong (laughs) and then have the nerve to wear eyelashes that are longer than the thong. (laughs) Yeah. You can be... Right. And I don't, and I don't, like, I don't go out trying to like make fun of her. This is not. I'm only the only reason I'm talking about this is because you put this in the podcast. I guess I better judgment. You know why I didn't want to talk about this? Because now I got to talk about how her titties look like they ran away from home and got lost. <laughs> I have never seen that before. You never seen big girl titties like that? Not like, not like this. <laughs> what is this? Her titties are shaped like that, like the space shuttle. <laughs> the center of her tails like the face shot. <laughs> oh, they are man. long, and she had super dark nipples. Super dark. 
Which is interesting. I, I don't need that information. Like, are you good? Good for you. I don't need that information. Joey's like, I was good with knowing how long her, her doctor. ass how long her ass was. I'm not her doctor, <laughs> her boyfriend. But here's the thing though, Joey. Self examination. You were not this angry when Rihanna came out half naked. You you were not angry. You seemed I don't very even remember angry when that happened. That Lizzo had the nerve to show her body. No, no, no. Rihanna wasn't half naked. Rihanna's looked good. I ain't go looking was, for either of it. Same thing. No, it wasn't. I'm not. I'm mad that I'm talking about it when we have a few minutes left on the episode. That's why I'm mad. It has nothing to do with her doing her thing. She can go live her best life. I do not care. I'm mad that I'm mad that it's in the discourse. I'm mad that she she decided that her nipples need to be seen by anybody else except her doctor. Uh, I'm mad that her her long ass was out in the public. I'm mad that she decided that this is this was high fashion. I'm mad that Lizzo is Lizzo. I'm mad that Lizzo decided that, hey, you know what? I'm going to play the flute and be uh, be provocative on stage. <laughs> I'm mad that niggas jump on stage and smack her with dicks. I'm mad that Lizzo does anything Lizzo does. I am angry with Lizzo. No one can stop me from being mad at Lizzo. Here's how, here's how this is going to end for me and her. Sumo fight. That's just me and Lizzo. That's what oh we going. We done. We done. We down. It's down. I'm down for it. Sumo fight. Me and Lizzo. And what does the winner get? Huh? The winner gets that dress, so I could burn it, and then I could throw her ass out of ring, and then she done. No, you know what? I ain't even gonna do that to. I ain't gonna do that to her. You know what? Squid game. Me and Lizzo. She get. We doing red light, green light. She gonna trip over her big ass feet. Them motherfuckers look like bear claws. She need to stop with the bullshit. Stop fucking with me, Lizzo. You making me sound worse than I fucking am. Ain't that type of thing. Angry. I I can't do it, man. I love big girls. I love big women. I have a thing for them. I ain't never been against them the day in my goddamn life. But Lizzo rubs me the wrong motherfucking way. I think Lizzo be trying to get us to talk. Exactly. (laughs) It's the extra shit. 100%. And she's just so shameless. Like, she just, she's like, whatever. This is me. It's not shameless. Remember that time when she had her ass out at the basketball? Basketball. No, what? Come on. That's attention seeking. It's it's not, it's not, that's the thing. It's like, I don't get the impression that she's just doing it because she, like, is celebrating herself. I get the impression she's doing it because she wants attention all the time. Yes. Mm. And since she stole that song, nobody's giving her any attention. It can't be self-celebration and attention-seeking? Like, why can't it be both? No, it's, no. It, no attention-seeking is never self-celebration. It is, it is narcissism. Because if you truly feel secure, you don't need to necessarily seek attention. No one needs to tell you how For the sake of attention. It's not like she's doing it, but like, like, she's an artist. She could make art if she really wanted attention. Yeah. No, she just wants to put on whatever ridiculous outfit and go out in the world and try to like look at this, look at this body positivity. Ha ha! It's like she's using that to shield herself from like criticism. Yeah. For being for being attention seeking, and it's like I don't. I think you cheapen the whole movement by doing that. Nah, I don't know. She's a product of this day and time. We live in a society of clicks and shares and social media. And she's doing exactly what you need to be done to be clicked on and shared. You know what I mean? I ain't never clicked on a damn thing. Y'all keep putting this in my front of me and ask me to talk about it. 
and then be mad at what I'm mad about. Because like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I ain't never yeah, looked for or clicked on. No, I'm mad that I'm talking about Lizzo. Moving on. <laughs> All right, Joey, rapid fire. We got to get out of here. We, we almost had two hours. Yeah, no, we're going to run out of time and then we're going to be able to repost the episode. John Gruden got fired. Racist. Ten million, ten years, multi-million dollar Hundred million dollars. Hundred million, yeah, ten per year. Yeah. And how many years he had left on it? Uh, I think he's only in most of <laughs> he just started. He's only like four years into that contract. So he left sixty million dollars on the table because of racism, sexism, and homophobia. I feel like he. I mean, I didn't read the art. Read the read the, the stuff. The emails. I read the emails. Okay. He um he didn't like that there were female referees. I heard about that. Um, he did. He refer, no now the the. the the racist joke that he made, it wasn't a racist joke per se. Mm. Now, the guy's black, and he said he had lips as big as uh, Michelin tires. Good now, Lord. Now, the reason that's not racist. His, his explanation was stupid. Because <laughs> he, he has a habit of saying uh, that you have rubber lips when people are lying or talking bullshit. Uh, he's saying mm-hmm. had rubber. He's, he used to say that on his on his um, pregame show and he's everything so else. So full of shit. But he was saying the guy was lying. So that's what, that was his explanation for why he said the guy had lips as big as Michelin tires. But he was a black guy who had big lips. I mean, I can't really, I can't really get down with John Gruden for that bullshit. I'm I'm not a Raiders fan. I wish Raider Nation good luck this year. You don't have a coach. Uh, maybe next year. Good job. Uh, the city of Las Vegas on on the new standout, I guess. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen to them. But what else happened, Joey? It just seems like, like I, did he get fired for anything other than just being a football coach in the 2000s? No. <laughs> he was every football coach before the 2000s that I ever dealt That's with. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, Them I, motherfuckers were just, they were disgustingly racist. Like every they, co- <laughs> every football coach I'd ever had was racist. I I, I, like, I don't think I don't think they understand. Like There should probably be at least 40 other guys that are coaching right now fired for emails they sent during oh, shit, that same yeah. time frame because this is not i'm gonna say if you dig farther enough in anybody's emails or tweets or facebook posts you're gonna find something problematic no no, no. you don't have to dig that deep america is, america is a racist and homophobic and misogynistic society just in general yeah but, so if you keep digging you're gonna find something offensive that somebody said but at Candace, any point. football, football coaches football coaches is a whole different like it's just <laughs> The maximum toxic masculinity that's ever toxic well, to yeah, masculinity. Right. So mm-hmm. take that, take pre-cancel culture, and take like, <laughs> and take mostly white guys. All of this stuff is yep. a pressure cooker. Like this is where all that stuff started. There mm-hmm. were so many questions of of sexuality and and sex itself of players during the time we were in high school and played by football. our football coaches like i literally didn't make a tackle next day i made a tackle and the coach asked me if i had a sex change that was like <laughs> this was every day Oh, we were called a faggot by a coach every fucking day i was every a lineman day. i was like he was like if you don't get your faggot asses up that hill what huh <laughs> how many how many how many titty jokes did, did oh every, every day someone caught a titty joke Cha-cha-cha. every day and we had a girl on the team and, and the coach what? said y'all need to get your titties up the hill there was a girl with us 
online. And she was like, oh, mine too, coach? And coach is like, yeah, your titties need to go first. This is the shit we dealt with as football players. Again, not right, not wrong, but ain't good. (laughs) I just, I'm not, I'm definitely not defending John. We caught one in in John Gruden. Anyway, I'm not defending him in any way, but like, if you think that's the end of it, hell no. Then you are sorely mistaken and stupid, and this whole thing is is retarded. Like, yeah, like, and damn it. See, you see, even even now, I'm fucking up. Mm-hmm. But like, there's, it's just it's just stupid. It's beyond dumb to think that that, that that's not the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah, coaches and we are over. All right, we're... <laughs> did everything shut down? No. <laughs> I get a thousand beeps all of a sudden. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. I can still see you guys. Huh? I said I can still see everything. Oh, still I, here. I can yeah. see. I can see a few things too. <laughs> I was going not say anything. Shit, I, I say it anyway. I see the ring. I see. I don't care. Goddamn. 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 You ain't got to worry about me comparing you to Lizzo. Yeah. Hey, all right. So, what else you got going on, Joey Lafaro? Anything uh, else out in these streets? Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. I heard some crazy shit about Demi Lovato. So she doesn't want us to call them uh, trans trans a- trans aliens. <laughs> so we can't she call said, them trans aliens. Anymore. She said that uh, calling extraterrestrials aliens is offensive. To who? To who? Right. What alien <laughs> called her and said, man, tell them to stop calling me that bullshit. Like, <laughs> oh, Look, they need to stop this. It's like they, yeah. they, they are fighting a fight for fightless people. These mother aliens don't give a fuck because the aliens ain't real. They just us from the future. I, I keep don't know telling why they shit. are now with that. I don't know if I agree with that part. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. That's I ain't about to rile up no aliens. Like, like, <laughs> I don't want no smoke with <laughs> But I be seeing shit up in the sky every now and then. I'm like, there's no reason for that to be right there, my nigga. Like, <laughs> We need to stop attaching. Their technology is far more advanced than our own. I don't want to fuck with them. Stop! Man. Stop attaching mm-hmm. connotations to words that don't have them. Alien means it's just not from there. <laughs> not from here. That's it. That's all it means. It's not like if you're like, just because like you usually hear illegal. Like not all aliens are illegal. Can we call them undocumented aliens? Because we we haven't had documentation. That's another that type of alien. Technically, they would be that, right? They're not <laughs> documented. They might be. Maybe the government has documented. They're probably. It's probably. They are probably they documented, but redacted. The government aliens. probably knows they're here. Oh yeah, the government knows they're here. Hundred percent. That's how we got smartphones. That's how you got the phone you're using right now to watch the Dak County podcast. Yay. Because iPhone be coming up with badass shit. I'm like, no. <laughs> There's no way a human thought of this. Although the way they've been acting lately, they might be under alien control. Ooh, Apple? Yay. No, Demi. Apple? Who? Demi? Demi may be an alien. You know Demi is a they now. She's oh what? No, she's a they. Uh, they's a they or a they? Yes. Yeah. 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 Get your pronouns oh, correct, Candace. You didn't know that. That's yeah. why. Why do you think I've been saying that? I wasn't talking about the government. I, I thought you about kept saying they. I thought you were talking about no, the aliens. And I was the government. just talking about Demi because I don't have another pronoun I can use because Hold non-binary. On. That was actually to me that was the funniest line in Dave Chappelle's special when she goes when he goes one they or many they <laughs> yes that shit was that shit was hilarious 
But, Remember that part? Yeah. It's like we're getting... But he was like, they coming, after, they coming to get you, Dave. Watch out. It's like, one day, one day or many or days. Many days. <laughs> that's the problem. When we say, going back to this cancel culture for a second, that's the only problem I have. I have Well, generally the problem is you shouldn't, there's, no, there's always room for error. So we shouldn't be, there should never be the ultimate penalty of cancellation, period. You can't overreact to stuff. Things need to go through the process and things will need to learn. But yeah, you know, if stuff's not funny anymore, don't consume it. The market market will tell you what works and what doesn't. Yes. Right? But we, can we stop overreacting to like just regular words and like like why are like the pronoun like we're just like offended by the by words that we're just using wrong. Or we're yeah. trying to change the what like make words not have meaning because if they have meaning then they're mean. Like what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. Yeah, because I mean, calling uh, calling a calling a uh, person. See, I can't, uh, calling <laughs> a person. Fuck that up. Yeah. I know, right? I was, I was about to say a woman. They means plural. Yeah, they them is plural. It doesn't that means mean more undecided. Than one. Yeah. It, it, okay. So so if I go if I it, so that's it, why it's he said she said not they said they said them said. <laughs> <laughs> Who said? We said. Who said? We them? said they said. We said them said. See, it, okay. I can't be that controversial on this episode. I can't I can't get that, that deep in my bag. So I will say this and I will leave it at that. Um, fuck all the bullshit. I will say what I want to say out of my mouth when I feel like it. Um, if you're truly upset by me going they or them or she or him, uh, guess what? You're dumb. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I had I had an employee. Now this is this is this is this is funny as hell. I hired this person. Now when I was doing their onboarding, again you hear you hear the pronouns I'm using. Mm-hmm. When I was doing their onboarding, it said <laughs> it said race. It said it said uh, name, race, sex, and then I just did the drop menu. I don't make the options in this motherfucking drop menu. Mm-hmm. It says male, female. Ain't shit else on the damn screen. This person looks at me and goes, they don't have the rest of them? What rest? God damn it. It's just two. <laughs> you pick. God damn, you pick. Why? But why were you so angry? You were, you were clearly angry. Why? I was angry in my head. I couldn't be angry because I was her boss. <laughs> that person wanted other options. Let them have other options. I, I just looked at. It's I just up to him. I looked them in the face and I went, "Not today." And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Today you got to pick one. Today you yeah. pick it. And she, and, mm-hmm. and 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 they were and she said, "I I guess I guess female." And I went, "Guess." <laughs> <laughs> That ain't, that ain't hard to choose, and I just, I'm just looking at her, and I'm like, "Well, I was confused when I met you, so I was waiting for this question, my goddamn self." Because I looked at at them when they came in, and uh, I was like, "This is 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 a transformer, uh, y'all." <laughs> wow, not a transformer. I almost I'm hired. A tra- I almost tried a, a trans person at my job one time. Tried. I almost, I almost hired a trans person oh. at my job. It sounded like you just tried. <laughs> I was, I was trying to trans person at work. It's I don't like, know what, what that means. What you... <laughs> <laughs> you, you tried them, huh? How were they? <laughs> they, they, them were good. Did they throw hands? <laughs> they, they threw big hands. 
Because you know most of them have big hands. Right. No, I'm not going down this rabbit hole Let's with you, Let's get off the air before we get in trouble. The only one that had little hands was uh, Sonny Bono's daughter's son. <laughs> wow. Oh, you, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I saw them. Ad is a trans man. Yeah. All right. You can always tell a trans man because they got small hands. He, him. The pronouns are he, him, I believe. Mm. Well, my pronoun wouldn't my pronouns be he him? So how's he gonna steal my yeah. pronouns? No, no, they're sharing the pronouns with you. You can't share that. What? All of y'all are he hims. How are you not sharing? She ain't. Fuck is that? Yeah, all of y'all are he hims. No, she ain't. <laughs> Shit, All right. her balls get sweaty in the summertime because motherfucking mine's do. I got fucking uh, dude uh, powder in my in my bathroom. Does she have well, dude powder? No, I mean she certainly has the financial resources to have done whatever sex change. That Listen, he, he he had the financial resources to do whatever sex change that he. How did. you so do? What we don't know what genitalia he has. How you Listen, get a sex change? I don't change? think they they can't put balls on her. Though. <laughs> I'm going to bring it all home for y'all. How you get a sex no. change to look like blue? How do you go from a woman to Listen. get a sex change to look like Jason Blue Brand? He, <laughs> she, they, or them, uh -huh. chances are you got turf down there, and we got a turf chopper 3.0 right here for y'all. <laughs> it is... Available for everyone, for everybody, and you get twenty percent off if you uh, click the link on the. Uh, and our link tree in the comments. Turf chopper because you because if you need um, smoothie smooth, balls, smooth balls, smooth uh, you whatever, smooth 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 whatever, smooth genitalia. Let's use an all inclusive term. Yeah, let's smooth my genitalia. I think that's what we need to need to get in touch with smooth my balls and make sure they change that because it's it should be smooth my genitalia. This is. All. This is not inclusive. Smooth my all. Because as soon as you smooth my balls sounds good. When you say smooth my genitalia, it sounds like smooth my genitalia. Like it sounds creepy. <laughs> it sounds like it puts the lotion on the skin it and does. or it gets the hose again. Um, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But we're going to get out of here, man. It's been a good dot comedy podcast, Joey LaFaro. Yes. Have you had fun? I have had fun. I've had fun too. You know why I've had fun? Why? Because the whole show, we've had a dude in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that. man thank you dude for joining us again give us where you at on the internet my friend yo you can find me on instagram and twitter at dude in the corner can i give a quick plug right quick oh yeah, yeah go right ahead man okay uh shout out to my team the joking aces that's uh be anonymous miss sin myself latif idris uh, we have a show at arlington cinema and draft house october 21st oh, at eight o'clock follow me on instagram i got the flyer up there that's it Awesome, awesome man that's right that's right uh be anonymous was on the show last week one that's of right. our one of our newest relatives and we got miss sin coming up in a few weeks too miss sin will be on the show in a few weeks yes, and i believe latif latif is on the list at some he's point. on the list too oh man we're gonna have the whole smoking we, we had to nope. get we couldn't we joking couldn't aces joking aces joking we had to get all four aces we gotta get hey man that's a, that is an awesome hand that is an awesome hand that's an awesome hand candace what hand you playing with this week so I got some things coming up. I'm gonna be um, in Atlanta. Uh, do you guys remember Rudy? He used to perform in DC. Um, all right, a lot anyway. of Rudy's. So he, Giuliani. Yeah, <laughs> he's not here he anymore. Is a, he is a show, Finally got um, rid of him. In Atlanta. I'm featuring on that show. 
And then I have a festival called the Flyover Festival. It's actually in St. Louis. That's also um, next month. And what's ex what's exciting about the Flyover Comedy Festival, you guys know that I have my um, little I want to go to all 50 states thing going on. Uh -huh. And then Missouri is one of the states that I haven't been to. So it's awesome that I get to go, go there, check it off the list, and also do comedy. So awesome. once I get to Missouri, I only have about, I want to say, 12 states out of the 50 left. So I'm well, really excited about that. Mm. And um, I also have a contest coming up uh next week it's just a local thing um so it was interesting um because well i won't even talk about that i have a contest coming up so i'll let y'all know how it works all right <laughs> you know let me know when you're doing these state trips i need to start doing that too there you Try go cross cross cities and states off my off my bucket list all right yeah me and candace went on a lot of trips before COVID. Um, and then she got, she got stranded in the house and stopped coming to get me. Uh, you know, I'm a kept man. I usually, I like, I like my woman to fly me out. Uh, and she hasn't flown me out in a while. Trying to, trying to get flewed out. Flewed <laughs> out. Joey, where can they find you, my brother? Uh, I will be at Arlington Cinema Draft House on October 24th with the Doc Bob Suit Show. And then I'm also at Ugly Mug tomorrow, Saturday. Okay. And then... October 29th, I'll be at Islands Lounge opening for uh, doing a guest spot for J. Anthony Brown. Awesome. And nice. October 30th, New York City at Broadway Comedy Club. And next Tuesday, at our regularly scheduled time, we will have a very special episode of the Dot Comedy Podcast. We will. We will have the first crossover episode in a long time with... The I'm a Get in Trouble podcast with Eddie, Lyles, Loy Lee, and Terrence Goweth. You gotta, you gotta come watch. You gotta watch that one live, folks. And if you can't watch it live, definitely watch the re-record because that is going to be a lot of hilarity. Um, I don't like any of them. Um, it is going to be funny for that particular reason. Who said I don't like any of them? I don't like any of them. I can't pronounce <laughs> Loy's name correctly. Um, I can't. And Eddie's just big and black and gets some nerves. I haven't met Terrence before. So I can't say I don't like Terrence. Uh, Terrence may be the sweetest human being ever, um, but he's surrounded What's by jackasses. Loy. Huh? What's, What's wrong? not to like about Loy? Tiny Asians kind of throw me off. They're like midgets. I can't really do it too tough. It's, okay. They, just Marcus, so the one time we had Loy on, Marcus like fucked up his name the entire episode. Because <laughs> I, I kept wanting to call him Leoy. <laughs> and it was like it's Roy with the L. I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And it's he just, one syllable. How can you fuck it up? Hey, I want it to be Asianer. So we will have them on. We will have them on next Tuesday. It is gonna be a special episode, man. I've had fun, Joey LaFaro. You can and also if you all want to find me, again, I'm at the haha -ha hole in Fredericksburg every Thursday afternoon from four to five. Uh spinning the hits. Come on by. And if you're looking for the podcast, you can find DJ Marcus anywhere on the internet. You'll find the Die Comedy Podcast. And we'll see you next time, folks, with more fun and more thrills on the Die Comedy Podcast. Joey, where were you? I said it. <laughs> <laughs>